Hey, you guys ready to do the intro? What? What do you mean you're busy? I mean, should we... Alright, fine, I'll do it. Shitheads abandoned me. Here we go. On today's episode, we talk about our worst jobs. It's in the fucking title. Then we do the news. Some French asshole was an asshole, and some drunk dickheads caught lobsters out of season. You know what? No, guys, this is bullshit. I already have to edit every single fucking episode and... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, settle in. It's time for another podcast from the Sagely Stage Stooges. My name is Steven. I'm joined by the glorious Christopher. That's me. He's glorious. The beautiful Joshua. I am beautiful. That's true. And uh, Grady. Hey. Yeah. hey what's He's up, here? everybody? It's the Grady that okay, is Okay, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I think... Uh, Dude, be careful out there. Well, I think that... <laughs> the limb uh, the can't support your weight. If I'm not mistaken, Grady is the one that's already paid his part for the Dropbox. Oh, I already did, too. So now he's, he has to... Com- oh, well, then he just complimented me for... I thought he was trying to bribe me or something. Maybe. Oh, no, I was just... That was just a slide at Grady. Just, just like... Gratuitous. Grady. That was, oh, I'm always... Yeah. <laughs> Gratuitous no Grady sliding. It's the best. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> today uh, is August July 25th. 25th. No, July 25th. July 25th. That's what I said. Yeah. Don't, it's don't a pretty good day in July. It's not as um, good as the 26th. You know, we're getting pretty good at uh, you know keeping to our schedule. Um, we're recording this one early because uh, some of us are going on vacation and doing some stuff. So um, this will hit your earballs on the 4th of August. Then the next one will come out the weekend after the next whatever. First and so, yeah, the, third the new Saturdays schedule, yeah. of mm-hmm. every month. Just like church. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> First and third Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> Josh, do you ever wonder why the church is so empty when you show up? <laughs> I just thought that it was so I could be there alone with God. <laughs> like, so it was like one-on-one time. He's like, I, just paying attention to me. He's just shaking his head, this guy again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the doors are locked and no one's there. He created but... me. It's, it's, he should <laughs> expect this kind of shit. Um, but, wow. This is off to a great start. Um, so yeah, aren't they always? Um, <laughs> I feel like you have to open with that line every time. We um, we're, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try to keep consistently to the first and third weekend of every month. Um, <clears throat> so if you know this sounds dated, it is. Um, mm-hmm. This is before the nuclear other- apop- apocalypse. If you want to date these sounds, <laughs> you can just call me. Uh, so we have uh, two other just- things uh, we want to say. Um, on my end, one, when we talked about uh, anime and Japanese culture last week, I'm really, really pissed off at myself for not mentioning One Punch Man, which I actually got into because the comedian Bill Burr, of all fucking people, mentioned it was great. Which is the it last is great. Have expected. Well known for his uh, wonderful Philadelphia rant. Uh, oh. <laughs> and the other thing is, we have, uh, we're going to implement a new rule. Uh, this is going to be... Uh, in place for at least the next four podcasts, so for the next two months, and any streaming we do. And basically, like the idea, really. 
And I'll, I'll give you—I'll mm-hmm. put out the idea and the rule and uh, why we're doing it. Um, basically, unless it's a major situation in the news and it's or a sergeant you, you situation know, in the news segment, there will be no offhanded mentions or jokes about Trump. And that is for two main reasons. One, there are a lot of podcasts who just do it constantly, and we want to grow. And it, at a certain point, as I've mentioned before in our podcast, it, it's. It's it too easy. Too easy. It's too easy. We don't want to. We don't want it to be a crutch. We want to challenge ourselves. So, exactly. Yeah, we don't we want to. We don't want to fall back on it every time. We want to grow as completely moronic adults. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the new rule is that if anyone offhandedly does a Trump reference, whatever for whatever reason, they have to donate. What was it like? Ten bucks. Four hundred dollars per offense. I think we discussed. <laughs> Yeah, yep. sure. God, the pressure's on. As long as you yeah. want to Sorry, Grady. It's not going to be not going to be easy it's for you. It's not going to be fun for you. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. So if there's ever a weird cut and we start making fun of somebody, or if we start making fun of somebody, you know, after someone makes a reference like that, that's the reason. Or if we just start uh, making fun of somebody, that, that's just you know, us. It's it's pretty it's pretty obvious that you know none of us are big fans of the guy, even though we're on multiple levels of the political spectrum. Oh. But. Um, there are a lot of people out there like us who also don't like him, and they're just fucking sick of hearing about him. Yeah. So we're in an effort to expand on the audience and not just do the thing everyone else is doing, fall on the same old crutches. For the next at least four episodes, we're going to discuss what we want to do with that rule later on. Uh, we're not going to be falling back on that, and when we do, uh, whoever does it will be shamed mercilessly for around ten minutes. It's going to be one of those things like, <laughs> don't think about Abraham Lincoln, and then you're like, shit, I just thought about no, Abraham Lincoln. that's the only thing I can, can think you, about. Can, yeah. can, can Steven, I make Trump can references name? but call him Abraham Lincoln? So, no. Stephen, what is our fucking topic that we all, <laughs> the three of us decided without you last night? Yeah, so I, yeah, my ass fell asleep last night. And um, What about the rest of you? you? I mean, that's really frustrating, too. It's all I could, yeah, I couldn't get up. I was just stuck. Yeah, I was just stuck on, on the chair, and I couldn't move. My butt was just sleeping. Um, <laughs> Hard to do your squats when you think your butt's asleep. Um, so today we're going to um, talk about our worst jobs, job or jobs, we've ever mm-hmm. had. We'll preface this with we know a lot of people have probably worse jobs than these, but these mm-hmm. are the worst or we've held had. them. Yeah, so, they're not uh, intended to be like, oh, woe is me. No one had it worse yeah, it's than not, me. Yeah, it's not supposed to be like a privilegy thing. It's just a, you know... It's funny. Guys bitching. It's, yeah, just, it's just work know, sucks. Everyone, doesn't it? everyone, everyone has yeah. everyone has those you know moments and you know work depending on where you work and what you do. That's mm-hmm. like oh my god, this is awful. You know whatever work humor. <laughs> and part All of right. it's kind of like you know with the kids like you know looking to go back to school in a couple of weeks. Like not a couple, uh, like maybe yeah. like three. It's just like yeah. those you know. <laughs> Look forward how to the well things we you had can it. Be. Yeah, remember how well we had it when we didn't have to go do all that, and now we're stuck. You know. Working the grind or whatever. Grinding the so, yeah. work. We're going to talk about that. Don't grind it. And hopefully work. we get some you know funny stories and hopefully you enjoy it. Because we, we enjoy you. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know most of you, but I enjoy you. And we don't know why. To our usual news segment. Yeah, and then we're going to move on to our normal news segment, which, you know, anything that's kind of happened. It's not quite in the last two weeks. It's more like in the last week because we're recording this early. But, you know, <laughs> you get the gist. It's stupid stuff mm-hmm. that we found online that we thought was funny. Yeah, and I mean, and I guess it's are interesting. Or well, yeah, and some of them are interesting, but mostly they're ridiculous. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess without further adieu, uh, let's uh, go ahead and adieu. Adieu. Wants to start. I've been waiting for you to say adieu to for so many years. 
Josh Heinding. <laughs> um, all right, Chris, why don't you go first? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, do you really want to start with me? <laughs> Mine's a little crazy. Uh, I guess I can. So um, You have been chosen. I literally just went in order of the list on the so, docket, oh, so. I guess so. <laughs> uh, so the thing is, it would be easy for me to like tell horror stories about being a waiter. But honestly, comparatively speaking, like I wasn't in a waiting job where like I was making you know less than minimum wage and living off tips or anything. It was a side thing. Though honestly, the worst thing about it, and obviously, I could tell stories about that. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, though. No, uh, you you're working. The worst thing about that um, was that the reason I was a waiter for around I guess six, seven months <laughs> was because after getting licensed to practice law, I found a job, which is the job I'm going to be talking about, and it was so bad that I quit after about two weeks. Dang. Um, nice. And a confrontational sense, too. And so after not being able to find anything because the legal job market isn't all that great, I ended up being a waiter. So, you know, it wasn't like the worst thing about it was the fact that, you know, every now and then you'd have a customer go, so what are you going to do? Are you in school? No, actually, I, I finished law school recently. Wait a minute. So you're a lawyer? Yeah, I'm licensed and everything. Then what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, good question. Don't remind me. Thank you. <laughs> Don't remind me. That was probably the worst thing other about, you know, there are obviously other core stories I could tell. Anyway, That's a nice Aggie ring story. you have. What are you doing here? Yeah, yes, least, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Although that did help me get my current job. So, hooray. Hooray for the um, Aggie network. Yeah, no shit. Uh, anywho, so my worst job... Not just anywho. I'm not going to name names, um, obviously. But, uh, so here's the situation. <laughs> I'm not um, going to name names except for that bitch. Except for this motherfucker do we, right do we here. Need to I'm going to give your voice name. to protect your identity. Like, cause that's what I was going to do on mine. <laughs> I'm going to give his name, his address, his social security number, which I think I actually saw one time. Stooges uh, no. assemble. So here's, here's the thing. Oh my God. If, if you want to, I won't stop you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the deal. I come out, uh, oh, I good come for out of you. law school and I spend a while like, Substitute teaching and getting ready to take the bar, take the bar exam, pass, and once I pass, and honestly, I should have been looking for a job beforehand, but my law school career was a little off. It was a little different than most. So I uh, end up looking through Indeed.com when I find this, you know, we find this job that's all the way out in um, Lithuania, and it is two hours away from where I lived at the time. So yeah. yeah, basically, it was this small, I don't know about small, I mean, the building was, a little ratty place, and I remember showing up for my interview, and it was for a company, and I was going to be in-house counsel. Now, there are, the main problem with this was the owner is a fucking lunatic, and in his own words, he had been doing his own pro se work. Now, uh, that means he'd been representing himself in court situations, which only a fool fucking does that. And he fancied himself. I mean, no, poor people. And he fancied himself an attorney, and <laughs> and um, children like as young as one now. <laughs> oh, that's that's ten dollars. Yeah. Those, those are immigration. That's ten dollars at all. <laughs> no, it's not. That's a fucking current no. event. That's not. Yeah. That doesn't have no, anything to do I'll with anybody. That that's our immigration system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the Trump administration, but yeah, that's that's exactly. Well, Stephen gives you a pass. I'll give him a pass. Okay. But now you're finding loopholes. I mean, I might still give you the $10, but I'm not going to accept the penalty. You're looking for loopholes now. <laughs> the ridicule. Yeah. You're looking for loopholes. Uh, so anyway. Nope. It was a uh, it was an interesting situation because he, he puts this, uh, something that his a previous, I think, applicant or something gave him. He said, what can you tell me that's wrong with this? 
Um, and it was some filing. I can't even remember. And I was like, well, you wouldn't put this, that, and the other thing in there. And he went, correct. And then basically I was like almost hired on the spot. And based on my distance. Do you know how to attorney? Oh, you do. <laughs> basically. And he's like, I know you're just coming out, so I'm going to teach you how to be one. And I'm like, but you're not one. So basically mm, I became like a fan <laughs> this guy's in-house counsel. Oh, God. My office wasn't an office. It was a storage room that got turned into an office. And the person who sat behind the computer was my quote-unquote assistant who was like everyone's assistant. And I sat on the other side of him. And like we were in the process of like trying to get you know legal research, um, like databases, like Westlaw, Nexus, all this stuff. And he decided on one because he wanted to start a debt collection company. He wanted to start a nightclub. He wanted to start like all this other crap. And he kept <laughs> those oh two things God. are very no, different. Very. And he fancied oh, himself no. an entrepreneur. According to him, he he had millions of dollars. Um, and he said he would. He said that if I worked with him, and he was only paying me like forty grand, which is nothing for a lawyer. And I was going to be his in-house attorney. I was going to do a bunch of different crap. And he's like, mm-hmm. but if you invest in me and the company, and there's a little bit of uh, scrupulousness there, I don't, I don't want to get too technical. He's like, I'll, I'll make sure that you're a millionaire by the time you're like 32. And I was just like, oh gosh, what am I doing? All right, we'll just sit here, do what you can, get paid, get money. And he was like, you know, if you enjoy it, get and money. I was basically on a probationary period where I had to perform to a certain standard for a certain amount of time. And then I think he would discuss pay raises or whatever. Uh, and so I start, um, so basically it started getting bad pretty quickly. Um, he started talking about, I want to start the nightclub. I want to do this. I want to do this. You need to look into how to do it. Did he have a name for the nightclub? No, it had already existed. He was going to buy it. And what was it called? And I, I don't remember. Um, and he didn't even look that hard into it. So there, there were a couple of major issues. Uh, see if I can parse them out. So, one of the things was, like, right away, he was very, very, like, untoward. Handsy. Uh, no. Well, oh. maybe with some people. Uh, hey, he wants to start a nightclub. It sounds well, like Well, let me put guy. it this way. So, uh, we were, like, my assistant was, like, going through some cards. And he's like, oh, there's a strip club card. And I was like, excuse me? And, like, if you look down the oh, hall, wow. like, his wife worked there. Okay? She was in, like, she dealt with, like, records and HR stuff to whatever that meant. Okay. And um, at one point in one of our conversations, and this was near the end where I was like, okay, he was like, he thought I wasn't paying attention. And that's because there would be days where he would literally tell me, I need to be up here early. And then he would change the time of meetings to way later in the day. And um, like, why am I here? And so he would go on and on and on about how he was (laughs) like, oh, I know you're mad at me, but blah, blah, blah. I'll make it up to you. And uh, and I would just kind of phase out. And later on, at one point he was (laughs) like, Man, I bet you're thinking about your girlfriend, aren't you? And I was like, "What? No, no, no!" I mean, let me let me phrase that. He goes, "Oh, you don't look like you're paying attention." I got it. You're thinking about pussy, and I just went. It's because you have. I was like, giant oh erection. What? Uh, no. And at one point, he even mentioned like I was dating another girl at the time, and he was like, uh, "Thinking about your girlfriend right now?" And I was like, "No, that's a weird question." And it he's kinda, thinking about and her. It kind of went off on this weird tangent, and he was just like. Well, you know, you never, you know, cut ties with people. And, you know, I was like, I don't know. There's a couple of ex-girlfriends I've cut ties with. And he just goes, oh, you never cut ties with exes. You always need some side action. And he was serious. Like, he meant that. And I was just like, I don't really want to work for you. Stand up, man. 
there was the nightclub. Uh, he he w- he was getting consistently angry with my assistant because my assistant would, to this guy's credit, like he wouldn't show up to things he was supposed to. They were supposed to go check out that nightclub. The guy didn't show up, and he would sit there and he would like ream him out in front of me, just like yell at him. And one of the other big issues that was happening is he was looking to hire this girl who wasn't quite finished. Get it? You know, she was about to take the bar. Uh, he had a couple of work, and he was trying to buy at the same time. You know, I said the nightclub. I said uh, the debt collection thing, and I said, mm-hmm. and what I didn't mention was he wanted to <laughs> also open a nursing home. He wanted to buy this nursing home <laughs> okay. that was owned by this yeah. by this New York company. And there was one day that I wasted because he had this negotiation, and I literally just stood there, and he go on, went on and on and on about like this is what I plan on doing with it. And like I just wanted to tap on the shoulder, dude. This fucker, this New Yorker, does not care. He doesn't give a shit what you're going to do with it. He just wants to sell it. And then he, <laughs> he just maybe wants I he had, just wants your money. He really doesn't care. Maybe he could combine. A- I am his lawyer. Okay, I had to spend a day looking up his family's history and writing a bio to explain to them why this would be a good, you know, a good sale and how we're going to do a good thing with it. Like, like uh, that was going to make them reconsider their per- like their offering price. Like that was a negotiation. Oh, it sounds, <laughs> and like, sounds like a good idea. You have a nightclub. That comes on after the old people that live there go to sleep. <laughs> During the day, the old people collect debt for you. I mean, <laughs> it's, oh, it's a, this is it's, like a company it's, town. It's a weird company town thing with like company. What I'm really trying to determine is where the money laundering oh, is happening dude. because there's something going I, on in those three that it's not that is not but it normal. Got bad. One day, uh, I got super pissed because I set up a meeting with his current out, um, you know, his current outside counsel. And he was pissed off at him, even though I came to, like, a similar conclusion. And I was just like, um, <laughs> he's like, I want all my files, and you're going to handle all of it from now on. And I went, okay. And so I set up a meeting with that now guy inside to and talk outside with him counsel. and take all these files back. And I show up, talk to their, uh, you know, the secretary. I'm like, hey, I, I set up this meeting for now. She goes, what? That got rescheduled. And I went, no, I didn't reschedule it. It was set for this time. She goes, no, he blank, 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 set it up. He called earlier and said he wants to do it, like, tomorrow. And I just went. And so all of a sudden, <laughs> my, all of a sudden this guy calls me and just goes, hey, are you already out there? And I was like, yeah. And he just goes, yeah, sorry about that. I rescheduled it and forgot to tell you. I'm like, I'm the one who scheduled it, asshole. And Yeah, so, like, why does he reschedule it if he's not fucking going? Because right? he decided he wanted to go and didn't tell me. Where it got bad was one of the other things he wanted to do, and I was saving this for last, and I could probably go on forever about other little weird things that unnerved me or pissed me off or whatever. He wanted me to... <laughs> sure. He wanted me to... Is it furries? He wanted it's to furries, start his it? own... He wanted to start his own law firm. And I, I told him, well, you can't do that. You're not an attorney. So, like, a nightclub, lawyer, <laughs> debt collection. We have all our meetings at the nightclub. He club. literally, I think he, he mentioned that he, he expected me to sometimes go to the nightclub and, like, make sure everyone was, like, no one was skipping money off the top or something once he opened it. And I think it turned out later. <laughs> so you're the enforcer, I think too. it turned out later that he didn't check well enough, and that nightclub had already shut down and the guy was about to rip him off. That's funny. Uh, but, let's see. Yeah, there was something. There was something, something shady happening somewhere amongst all of those things. Like, there's got to be too, too many some, irons in the fire. There's some, you know, 
like, Galifianakis gif, you know, my brain, you know, coming up and making the mathematical connections. There's something that connects all of this. There's got to be. What this sounds like is this guy uh, watched, like, season one of The Sopranos. Right. <laughs> I can yes, probably exactly. pull that off. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, he doesn't know how to do it. It's all bad. It all, like, just loses money, but he doesn't realize you're supposed to be getting, like, illicit money somewhere. So he just tries yeah, all of these the things. He wants the bada-bing. He wants uh-huh. the... Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. So this all exactly. comes to a head uh, later on uh, over two things. One of them was he wanted to start his own law firm, and I explained to him, no, you can't. And one of the, the girl he was going <laughs> to hire and the assistant already showed in the research, like, no, you actually can't do that. You're not an attorney. You can only do it this way, this way, this way. And Chris have to pay you for this, that, and the other thing. And in his situation, I don't think he's going to do that. I was like, no, I'm sorry. You, you, you can't. And so he got mad at me for disagreeing with him and basically being like, dude, I will literally get ethic, like, I will get an ethics violation thrown at me if I go along with you on this. And wouldn't listen. And uh, yeah, I don't so know what ended up happening with that. Violation. And it ended up coming to a head where uh, he comes in. And he had already been like, I want you to invest in the nightclub and you'll make a bunch of money off of that. I'm like, I'm here to be your in-house counsel. Yeah, I'm not no here thanks. to run a nightclub with you. Not, you got to enforce it and invest in it and eventually you'd run it. And I mean. at this point, it was obvious <laughs> that despite the reason I was hired, that's not why I was there. I was there to basically take his things and put my name on them to make them sound more official. And so that I, yeah, I mean, you were going to be his in-pocket lawyer when his I was going started. to be that, or yeah. I was going to be like. And the reason I'm withholding a lot of this stuff is there's a lot of like I can tell you this stuff because none of this stuff he was trying to get me to do is related to my legal capacity as a lawyer. So I'm not going to talk about any of that. I'm sure. not going to give any in-depth business things. I don't really even know the details about sure. them. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. Uh, but like, none of the things I was doing was lawyer work. None of it. Like it, 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 yeah. He was basically there to have me be his secretary when his other guy was doing other things, and. But it's nice when your secretary's signature has Esquire yeah, on the end of it. Know, the bar yeah. holds legal authority. Exactly. It has the bar. So behind it. what right, ended right. up happening was my assistant, or whatever you want to call him, like pissed him off, and they, my assistant was a good guy. He just didn't do some of the things he was supposed to do, and uh, he really tried to get me to stay. So, basically, like uh, he even said, I bet they call you again in a week and ask you to come back. And I was like, well, I'm saying no. So, and I don't even think he works there anymore. But what ended up happening was he didn't show up to something. My boss just reams him out in front of me. And uh, I'm Gross. just sitting there. And he's just like, you're a dumbass. <laughs> and he's like, he looks at me and goes, tell him. Tell him he's a dumbass. And I said, um, I said <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that. He just went, what? And I said, I'm here as in-house counsel. I'm not going to scream and yell at my assistant because you told me to. That's not why I'm here. I don't find that to be... Like I said, he thought he was going to train me how to be a lawyer. And I'm like... I love that. <laughs> and he, I love because he'd done his own pro se work forever, great. and I know what I'm doing. And so... That's self-awareness. So he screams at him, yells at him. Uh, I come in the next morning. Uh, and I, when I basically tell him I'm not doing that, never in a million years am I doing that. Even if you ask me to, I'm not screaming and yelling at him. That's not how I conduct myself. So I show up. There's like a little tiff in that morning around something else. I go check out something out back. I come in, sit down, and I'm already like fed up at this point. I'm like, this will, this is a waste of my time. I'm not making almost anything. This is, I'm not learning anything. I'm not progressing. I'll have nothing to show for this. And... Um, he comes in, sits down. You know, I had good feeling about you, but because let me put it this way: some of the other interviewees turned out not to be lawyers. They were all liars. They were like con artists. Uh, so he he basically what? is just like, 
I don't think you're going to make it past the probationary period. You know, you fought me on the legal legal thing. You fought me on that, and you know, I even tell you to to chew out chew out your assistant, and you won't do it. And I said, well, if that's how you feel, then cut me my check right now, and I'll go home. And I walked out. Don't know what's happened there since. For all I know, he's been shot by now. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, he, he's he's an aspiring crime lord, one hundred percent. Yeah, they better get on that. He's pretty he's kind of crazy. No, that's yeah, that's my worst story. Mine, mine's In, gonna uh, suck compared to that. We'll edit it to be last. <laughs> In um, sort of the same vein, I guess I'll just kind of like hop in. Um, you know, like him, him, him saying, "Oh, I'll I'll, I'll teach you how to be a lawyer." Well, um, most of my sort of professional career, I guess, has been um, retail. That's that's like what I've done, like. Forever. I've done management and retail so and stuff fun. like that. Um, I managed um, a video game store here in College Station for several years. Don't um, get too specific. Yeah, no. It, uh, uh, unless I, this know, isn't was, the one uh, you're going to talk about, then you can be... You know. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I was just did, setting the background. Um, so man, managed a store here um, for several years. I, I you know, brought it from being a failing store to being a super successful store. So I know what I'm doing. I'm not bragging. It just helps the story. Mm-hmm. Um so I leave that particular. <laughs> I leave that particular store, and I, you know, just in sort of like to bridge the gap between two jobs, or you know, hey, I need a job in the meantime. I knew a buddy who worked at another more well-known video game store um, in in town, and uh, so I go and I work there a couple days, and then like they clean wow. house. Like, I don't know what happened. I walk in one day, and they have fired everyone. Oh, man. There's a new manager. The guy that the, the, the guy that I knew who used to be one of my employees who was a manager there, he just, like, straight up quit. I mean, they just cleaned house. It was a completely new manager. I'd never met this guy. And, you know, so he's like, hey, so this is all happened. I'm like, well, okay, this is weird. Like, all right, whatever. You know, maybe I can get a management position out of this now because there's like no one available. Damn. You know, there's like the whole the whole, and so I'm like, okay, this is fine. I realized pretty swiftly that this is probably not going to work <laughs> out. When a couple hours, I've been working with this guy, so we do a whole shift together. He's the new store, he's the new team lead, he's the new store lead. Um, you know, we're kind of talking. You know, he you know he likes Coheed and Cambria. I like Coheed and Cambria. Hell well, yeah, man! You know, yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> he. He he's like looking for something in the store, right? And he's like, "Oh, do you know where this is?" I was like, uh, "I think it's over here." Okay, yeah, we find it. And he's like, "Sorry, man, I'm you know I'm obviously still learning my way around the store." Um, and at this point, he knows everything I've done. Like we we've talked, everything and we know, and he done. knows that he's he knows my professional stuff. Like he knows that I've managed gotcha. a a retail store for multiple years. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me, and he's like, "So yeah, no, I you know I I know." I, I don't know. I don't know all the, all the stuff in the store, but don't worry. Don't worry. I'll teach you sales. Oh my! <laughs> Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. You like this guy? I, <laughs> it was one of those moments. I just like was literally speechless. Like even reliving it. Clearly, I just now was speechless. <laughs> what like, what like, do you say to that with that much experience? To, like, you be, fuck you, dude. I know sales. Like, <laughs> really, bro? You're like cool. Twenty. Like you're a baby. It's it's embarrassing that I have to be your, in, you know, under oh, you yeah. to begin with. I've been, but, I've been working sales uh, longer than you've been at a high school or whatever, you know. Yes, like come on, dude. Like don't don't give me that crap. Anyway, that's not that that just came out of nowhere because of the story that you told. Um, <clears throat> I guess another anecdote. My, 
my approach to this is mostly mostly just going to be anecdotes. Um, because I've had a lot of jobs. I, for better or worse, I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> a man of many talents. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. So let me think. Um, so you've had time. I, to think. I worked. I worked one day at um <laughs> a, a restaurant. A well, yeah, restaurant like a deli type restaurant. I don't want to say the name of it. Just yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it matters. But um, you know. I want, you know, get hired, whatever, go in. I'm kind of excited, you know. I like to, you know, cook and prepare food and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this could be kind of fun, you know, working on the line. You know, it's going to be hard work, but, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. it should be fun. Yeah, stay positive. First day I go in, and they're like, oh, hey, our dishwasher just quit. Um, we don't we don't normally do this. In fact, we've never done this before, but <laughs> we need you to work on the on dishwasher all day. Lucky, lucky you. They've never done this. You get to be the first to try it. I wash dishes. Oh, or eight man. hours. I'll prune you with your hands. Mm. Gotta be tough. They were literally just whole oh. blisters. And the thing, the, the great thing about this is that I worked for about three or four hours before learning exactly how the machine worked. <laughs> and so when I come back from my break and I'm watching someone else like do it in the meantime, like the manager had, had, had at some point like come out and started working. I'm like, okay, that would have been great to know. You could have just told me I that. was using this machine wrong. I didn't know that's how you used it. So that was yeah, that was a nightmare. Nice. And then I go, I like, finally, the day's over. I walk outside. It's raining. So it's like... Ugh, just the worst ever day walk. ever. Yeah, so I'm walking out to my car, right? Walking out to my car. I get in the car. I, I just, like, turn the accessories on. And I roll... I, I just kind of, like, roll the window down because I'm going to light a cigarette. Like, just a little bit. And then I try to start the car... And the battery's oh, dead. Oh, fuck. So now I'm sitting there, stuck in my car, window down, <laughs> and it's dead. Man. It was great. It was a great day. That one was fun. Man. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so what did yeah. you do? You just didn't show up again? Or yeah. You were just like, oh, yeah, that? no. I t- <laughs> yeah, I texted him, like, the next day. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not coming <laughs> I'm not doing that <laughs> I said, for more than I was like, one Look. day. <laughs> I was like, look, I can't, you know, I that's, you know, it was not the job you were no, yeah, not what I expected when I hey, came into this. So I trust I'm, me, I because you can, because you know, I, I know <laughs> how that feels. <laughs> it was, I, yeah, that was a pretty miserable experience. And he was like, "No, I understand." I was like, "Yeah, maybe you shouldn't like make someone wash it." And the thing was, I even during the day, I even kept like asking people like, "Hey." what should I be doing? And they just kept going like, oh, just keep washing. Just, you know, just stay on dish. <laughs> just wash dishes like, always. God, I... It's like they all knew that if, if you were doing something else, they might have to wash dishes or something. It's like, no, let's keep I, them back there in the corner. Never let them catch on. Yeah, just just stand there and wash dishes. It, it's like I, no one ever... Uh, it, was, it was a pretty remarkably miserable experience. It was... Yeah, one of the worst. That sounds horrendous. One yeah, of the worst. It does. Um, anyway... The last story that comes to my mind, um, sort of similar, I guess. I, um, back when I was, I guess, I guess it was the summer after my freshman year. And, uh, Grady recalls this, I, I, I assume, because I, we, we spent all, you know, a lot of time, you know, hanging out that summer, because we were, like, the only ones in town. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was working. Was that when y'all were in the warehouse place? Uh-uh. No, okay. You have done a billion things. I'm having a hard time following it. <laughs> also, oh, yeah, just no, a really a quick shout-out. Uh, I just got a text from a good friend of mine uh, who about... He just told me, I have listened to all your podcasts so far, and uh, it was very complimentary. I'll uh, tell you all about it later. So, shout-out oh. to you, Brandon. Cool. Thank you very much. Nice. 
Go, Brandon. Thank you, Brennan. Woo. Um, right. So I was working at a grocery store, working in the deli, and uh, it was just a summer job. Um, a friend of ours, actually, um, me and Josh and Grady all were um, friends with this individual. His dad worked, like, uh, managed that, that grocery store. So he was like, hey, yeah, you can come work in the deli for the summer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The job itself was was horrific. It was it was awful. It, uh, it was it was it was a terrible job. But I'm not going to bitch about it because I had a particular customer that I want to talk about. <laughs> this guy. So we're from East Texas. That, uh, that's me. where the three yeah. of us, Chris I'm excluded, from um, allegedly. What, you know, what would you call me? <laughs> yeah, like kind of southeast, southeast Texas, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're just from Houston. Yeah. Yeah, Houston is its yeah. own location. It Southeast. is that big. <laughs> yeah, Houston, yeah, exactly. It's like a third of Texas. So, yeah. yeah usually, you call yeah. people by a city unless they're from some shitty little city in East Texas. So that's why we say East, East Texas. Texas. Yeah, right. they're from we're Longview. East Texas. Like, don't worry about it. It's just yeah. East Texas. No, um, we're not. So I was we're driving from, from Longview to to Gladewater, mm-hmm. uh, and Gladewater is this like little spit. If you don't know where Longview is, you definitely don't know where Gladewater is. Although they are pretty good at football. But it is like, quint- I mean, oh God, it, it encapsulates everything that makes East, Tex- East Texas ridiculous. It, it's glade water. Um, <laughs> so there's this guy, and he is the, I mean, you think of a, a trailer trash, mm-hmm. white trash type individual. I mean, you think of all the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. This is this guy, okay? <laughs> he, um, he would come in, and he would come to the deli. And he would always order, uh, the, you know that pressed ham? You know that, like, it's like those ground up, like, leftover ham yeah. parts, and they, and they, and they squish, like, they squish and they it like all up into, like, those cubes. Make it look like yeah. real ham. Like, they put indents in yeah, it. Yeah, it's, like, 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 it's, it's like in a square. Yeah. It's, like, it's like weird. It's like a, just a cube of, of ham. Yeah. yeah. Cube he would ham. Have, he would have a particular amount of, he would have a particular amount of money. And he would want to order that much amount of ham. forty-seven cents now, of pressed ham. Right, it would be like three three dollars and twelve cents of pressed ham. So that in and of itself is tricky because you because you price have to it weigh by it. the pound. Yeah, right. So, but you can't just kind of like keep slicing pieces until it kind of like works because this this man he needed it his ham he needed his ham to be a particular thickness because. And I quote, while he points into his mouth, I ain't got no teeth. Okay. How does the thickness help? I mean, I would think you would need it chewed up for you, too. Well, he needed so he to be a particular it. thickness so that gum he could it gum it. Yeah. Yes. He could gum it, and it had to be At thick point, enough for him to it gum it. just put it in a blender it, it and too thick. It. Like, you're doing the same thing. You're liquefying that it couldn't. that way. Like, I don't... Well, I don't think this guy owns a blender. <laughs> That's a good point. I, <laughs> I haven't paid my electricity <laughs> bill in years. You think I got the money for a blender? Well, could, couldn't you just oh. blend this guy's ham, Stephen? I mean, Couldn't you just on. blend this guy? Poor I mean, guy. And that's, <laughs> I mean, and that's the on. thing it ended up becoming was, like, you get this, like, giant chunk, of, which, by the way, no one else ever buys. Like, it does sound it's disgusting. It's the homeless And ham. so you get this, like, giant chunk of meat, you put it on the slicer, and he's like, I need it about this thick, and he holds, I know this is, this is good radio, I need it about this thick, and he would hold out his fingers and kind of, like, measure between his index and his thumb, like, how thick he wanted it. Mm-hmm. But he was old as shit, so it, like, you, he was kind of shaky, and, you know, like, it would kind of change, and he was also probably super crazy. Yeah. So, like, there was no consistency to what this much <laughs> meant. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so you like cut it and show it to him. Nope, too thick. 
cut it, show it to him. Nope, too thin. Cut it, show it to him. Uh, okay, that'll work. Cut so it, what cut happens the next with one. all nope, that, that meat that's been cut up that's just been Yeah, that was going to be my question. Chunk, you got to oh throw my... it away. Yeah, <laughs> you got to throw it that's away. That's what I would... You Tell them now. that, like, you know you're yeah. paying so you're for trying all to get this that I have to throw away. Like, I don't know... No, that's the thing because it, this this grocery store is one of those very um, yeah you like, gotta please the customer. How old? How old are you, yeah, homie? Mm-hmm. Uh, right out of yeah, freshman what, year in college, man. I yeah, I, 19, I, I don't know if it was like this, but like back when I was in law school at Tech, like I the the main grocery store chain there because like I miss HEB so much. It was called United, and they were also like super <laughs> focused on service to the point where they didn't have self. Maybe the other mm-hmm. one did. Maybe the bigger one did. But the one I went to that was close didn't have self-checkout aisles. Yeah, and they oh, didn't yeah, no, have no, no. A cart return like things in the parking lot because they wanted you to use their cart boys, which were mostly old yes. guys. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being asked, oh, can you please just, you know, he'll take your stuff out. And I was like, no, trust me. I've, I've got it. I don't, I don't need it. I'll just bring it back to the front. I don't need anyone. No, this man no, is going to no, break. No, no, yeah. you, you think I'm kidding. <laughs> It was no. I literally I, I had a, girl, a, place a really like cute girl turn around and look at me when I said no. It's not necessary, and go, please. This is all he has. <laughs> oh, and what oh, followed? What, what followed oh, was a minute long walk to my car, where this very Cajun man, and I do not know how he ended up in Lubbock, was ranting about kids uh, on in their cell phones while driving, which I understand, but. Like, Wait, he was no. driving? <laughs> no. He was driving around the park again. Hey, I'm in my car. We're going to walk around the park. Put yourself in my car. We're going to take it around the club, but we're going to go down there to, the, to your truck. Tell me where to go. I feel like we could just go no, straight no, no, to no, my. No, no, no. Just get in. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, he took me on this long detour. And <laughs> I need to tell you about these kids and their cell phones. So I'm picturing this guy as James. I had to, I, he took me to a child support hearing. <laughs> I just got dragged all over town that day. It was, Every occasion is James Carter. It Cardinal. was not fun. James Carter. Suddenly, I found myself in a bank robbery. I, I just, I just looked at the- Chris. You meet the coolest people. I do meet a lot of weird people. It is kind of my lot in life. So, Stephen, I would I would like to point out if this guy was really old. Apparently, all one needs to live is uh, pressed sale. ham and <laughs> three dollar quantities, dude. And the thing he would come in every week is like, well, I mean, sometimes multiple times a week. I guess it's whatever he like scrounged out of. I gave him some money. I feel bad for the guy. He ain't got no teeth. Yeah, for, for real. real. Something like do. that. What's the worst thing he's going to do with the money that you give him? You know, he's going to go bother some kid working the deli counter for some pressed ham i mean that's, i don't feel bad about that that's fine yeah at least he was spinning it on yeah, ham and not so. uh liquor or something that's but true you yeah, know three dollars I mean, maybe he wine. was buying his maybe he was buying his 40s across the street and then whatever he had left he was buying his empty <laughs> with the change i bought a 12 pack and this is all i have left yeah, but then to yeah. be like picky about it like <laughs> yes he was super picky about it he wanted it to be cut a particular way, and then so then not only are you now trying to match the thickness that he wants, but then you're also trying to make that. Fit I would, the amount I would like of money it to be cut in the shape of like, a dog. Oh yeah, was, because then you have to. Mm-hmm, I see what you're saying. You'd have because to, like sometimes you get like okay, so you get like two two oh, pieces no. that are the thickness he wants, but then the third piece puts it over how much. Wait, uh, he's yeah. got. Can't you just break it in Man, half? Then you guys, if I worked in there with you, uh, like I would, whoever has to cut it up that day, we're going to take bets on how many times it takes to get it right for him. <laughs> well, and they always gave it to me because oh, you know, you're the like, lowest everyone one who worked in there, ever, all the other, yeah, because they were all like older women, um, you know, who had nice. been there for years and years and years. They're like, you know, <laughs> lot sweet ladies, but you know, they were all like, nope, this is yours. Like, Maybe he used to hit on guys. them. 
You know, he probably only got that ham when you were there. Like, they probably all just refused to do the dance, you know, and he would just have to get it thin and bam, bash his gums together or whatever. But he, yeah, well, I mean, maybe. I mean, he told me the same story every single time, though. It's like, he'd always come in, I need it this thick because, and then he'd, like, open his mouth and, like, bare his teeth that he didn't have. <laughs> You're like, it's like dude, it, I, I recognize you. There aren't <laughs> yeah. a whole lot of people and that point, look like you coming in. <laughs> he would bare his gums <laughs> and point in his mouth and say, just, like, hold my hand no over your eyes, like, no, don't show me, fuck yeah, No, don't show me again. I know, I know. Yes, I, I know. It's good to see you again, sir. Yeah. I kind of wanted it to be a Cinderella to story where, like, right before you left, he came in and, like, had this brand new set of teeth. It's like, I'll have... You did- Four dollars oh, worth of ham and whatever slices yeah. you like. <laughs> I'll have one of everything. <laughs> if if that's all you had, I can talk about mine for a little while, I guess. Yeah, I think that's all I got. I, I, yeah, sure, go for it. All right, so <laughs> I got a degree uh, in sociology, which you can't really do anything with unless you go to school for longer than I went to school, and I had already gone long enough. <laughs> So when I graduated, <laughs> I I couldn't really get a job anywhere, I guess, or there just weren't jobs to have or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I looked for a while, and the first job I had at a college, um, I worked for uh, a car. It was like a car repair and tire store place that may or may not have oh, been yeah, in yeah, Texas yeah. or in the United States. Uh, I can't confirm or deny any of that. <laughs> so a Turkish car repair place, got it. Yeah, I worked at a Turkish car repair place. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, with my four-year uh, sociology degree that took longer than four years to get. <laughs> and uh, Burning rock. And so I'm wearing, you know, an Aggie ring, working at the counter at this place. I wasn't actually doing the repairs on the cars. I was basically retail. I mean, they they mm-hmm. put a fancy title on it, some kind of, like, uh, management trainee or something. And I'm like, okay, great. Guest, I'm going to be a manager you know, one day. Guest sure. service manager yeah but essentially what i had to do was when the little old lady came in to get her car (laughs) repaired or to get new tires i would have to bully her into applying for a credit card so that was cool i love that yeah love that (laughs) and then i had to let the system jack up the price like 200 percent on a part i bought from a, a car store down the way so, you know, like, I I can control the price, and I didn't really know I wasn't supposed to do that, because every now and then, the assistant manager would do that for people, just to make it more reasonable. Oh, wow. So, like, he was a good guy. And um, so I did that for, like, almost everyone. I'm like, nah, I'm selling this to sure. you for a little bit of profit. Like, it's it's what I yeah. paid for. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, of yeah, yeah 20 car, years car, all that versus. stuff is, like, the, the yeah, the, the amount, the profit right. they make off of that stuff is insane. Just like furniture. Yeah, so I, yeah, uh, I was doing that, and um, I'll go to the end of my employment up, and then go back and talk about some of my responsibilities. Um, so, right before I put in my two weeks' notice, um, the manager came and sat me down, and he was like, "Man, I was going to send you to this sales training stuff down in Houston or, mm-hmm. or Turkmenistan, <laughs> wherever it was." <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was. And and he said, but I can't do that. Your profit margin isn't high enough. And I was like, well, good news for you Uh is I'm leaving. (laughs) So that's how my employment ended. But I'll go back and just for a couple of minutes, talk about kind of what I had to do other than sell things. But it was basically a retail job. 
there weren't any chairs available for the staff to sit in at all. Oh, yeah, I love that. So I worked 10-hour oh, days uh, and got to sit when I went and oh, had my hour lunch. I think that's so. ridiculous. That because that's a thing that you know just happens in America, right? Like you, you, any yeah. checkout lines or anything, everybody's got to be standing. But like, yep. that's so dumb. Give me a motherfucking no stool. Reason. Who cares? Yeah, there, yeah. there was Why? one stool out in the shop. Did y'all fight for it? There was like coveted. <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> any of those guys out there or anyone inside that we were always looking for that. Trust to be me, open. when the manager wasn't we around, busy, it was yeah. like the Lord of the Flies and the Conch cell. Everyone was just like murdering each other. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> Uh, but I mean, like I had to work weekends, and uh, so on Sunday I was the only guy there, and I was kind of like the manager of the shop. Like I, I sure. made the calls for the most part, other than like actually what work was being done. You know, I left that to the main tech or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But you know, it'd, it'd be rainy on a Sunday, and nobody's coming in, and yeah, we'd sit in in the lobby <laughs> where you know we're never allowed to sit and watch Family sure. Feud. So, I mean, it had some good parts. Like, I really enjoyed that time with those guys. Pretty much everybody I worked yeah. with was cool. Uh, one guy was a yes. hothead, and he, he ended up leaving, so it was all good. And they, you know, I got along with mostly everybody. But, yeah, we uh, we had to stand pretty much all the time. Um, I had to unload all the trucks that came in with the oh, tires and God. the parts. Because, like, the guys were in the shop doing work, and I was, like, the expendable one in, inside. They were like, right, you go unload right. the truck. So I get in there with, the you know, the truck drivers and unload all the tires, and I'd have to yep. stock all the tires. At the yep. end of the shift, um, we had to put all the tires in the back and all the old brake shoes oh, and stuff. No. Um, I didn't have to do that, but I kind of felt obligated because all the guys in the shop were doing it, and I was like, we can go home faster if I can get this done. Right, sure. And then, you know, I was always the one closing, and I had to do all the money stuff or whatever. But, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. it's, it's job stuff. Um, one thing about all the tires in the back that we took off of cars and all the old brake shoes and stuff. So <laughs> my manager, he was okay, I guess. He came in on a Harley a lot. Is <laughs> that kind of guy. He stole all our girlfriends and like, off with them. It was really mean. <laughs> well, no, he wasn't that quite that kind of guy. Um, he wasn't quite as tall as I am, so if you know how short that is, uh, it's yeah, pretty Josh short. And I, short. Josh and um, I are pretty short, so I can imagine him like being what, like, what do you think, five, five, he was five, probably five, four? five, five. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> on a big. Harley. Like, this sound remembering that, Harley him, that must might have say like, something to his character. That Harley must have like eclipsed him. Yeah, morphed <laughs> him. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was manlet. kind of a sight to see. Um, and, like, one of the first things he told me that I remember, I'll never forget it, was, like, the first two or three days, he pulled me aside. It was like, man, I made six figures last year working here. I'm like, good for you, man. That's great. Brag about Thanks. all the money you're making swindling these people. <laughs> you know? Wow. There seems to be <laughs> anyway, a commonality yeah. between everybody else's job. <laughs> yeah. You put everything <laughs> in the I, mile, I don't want to say too much bad about the guy. He was, he was, for the most part, a decent human being. Um, yeah, he just, you know... He knew the game and he you played said he it, was, I guess. Yeah. Business is business. And that, that's a sales mentality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a sales mentality. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not trying to trash talk the guy no. or anything. I think he's retired, moved by now anyway. But um, well, he made, yeah. the other guy I worked with loved fishing, and he was like, I love fishing. he reminded me of an uncle or something. And so he was just a cool older dude. <laughs> you know. But uh, a couple of times, like this other place that sold tires out of Yugoslavia or somewhere. <laughs> Um, 
and we're, and we're, 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 we're just driving Yugoslavia real hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he would come by and kind of sneak around in the back, and then they would leave with tires they didn't come in with. So, like, this is probably not legal to use the tires we're taking off and trying to get rid of um, morally, you know. I guess they had some deal, maybe, maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. So was so was this were these Yugoslavians? Were they of the the same uh, branch, no, or no. was it a different type of store? This this was uh, it was the same store. type of store, but it wasn't under the same. Um, it wasn't the same brand. No, but uh, okay. I, I, I we you have to guess they're taking old used tires that shouldn't be put on cars somewhere and smuggling cocaine on cars. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, one strange. other time, they did that a couple of times. Um, and then, like, you know, they, he, we'd kick him business and vice versa and stuff. It was just like understood. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it sounded really shady. When I started working I there, I had to like but, sign something in blood and swear on the American. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, I did a lot of weird things in the middle. You know, now that I think about it, there was a pentagram on the floor. I don't know why. Now that I think about it, having that guy up for you know the rest of my coworkers while they brought out the bats was a little odd. Yeah, people I mean, would I come in and buy and buy it's one of the bottles of oil for thousands and thousands of dollars. I don't, I don't understand. No, but that. but really, I, that might have been. Above board, it just seemed kind of below board, sh- sh- kind of shady the way it was well, handled. But that's how they same, do business in Turkey. You know, same with the uh, <laughs> Yugoslavia. Yeah, same with the old brake pads and any metal that, that came sounds off. like a nickname. Uh, one day we had to do a job for like, old brake pads. <laughs> we we had this big dumpster Johnson. that we kept them all in in the back, and I don't know what we were supposed to do with it. I just know that one day it was all loaded into the into the truck that we had. And the truck was driven away, and then everybody that did it came back grinning. (laughs) There was a body. I'm pretty sure they took it and sold it for the scrap money, and I don't know if that money was supposed to go somewhere else or if it went into somebody's pocket. I didn't see any of it. Fantastic. So, I mean, some of that was a little shady. But, I mean, for the most part, it was just a job. I mean, it kind of sucked to be my first job out of college, but, I, I mean, I wasn't complaining. I was making money. One thing they would do is if I didn't get enough credit card, oh, um, no. and th- this is company policy, That's a lot so of if I didn't get enough credit card attempts or whatever, they would, I think, cut my two hours of overtime. Is so, that legal? Like I was, yeah. I, I think oh, yeah. I think that was the company policy. It's overtime, so like I was mandatorily scheduled for it. And then if I didn't how do bizarre. good enough, they would take I've it away. It was, was kind of weird. I don't really remember how that worked, but it was something along those lines. That's a strange procedure. I mean, that's it's smart. You know, it's like, Doesn't hey, you can sound get two hours of time and a half. They, I don't think it, they... Unless you hit your goals. I don't think that happened to me. It may have happened for one paycheck. Oh, uh, are you but saying... But it's like, oh, I get to get off two hours earlier? Great. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you, you don't, get, you don't have to come in. Oh! That's fine. Yeah, so they would. So That's they wouldn't approve. So if basically, what he's saying is that if he didn't hit his numbers, his number goals, they would take away his privilege yeah, that, to work two it, hours. Over. Yeah, right, my privilege. That's yeah, the way Grady and I heard it was if yes, they didn't exactly. reach that, then all those overtime work <laughs> they would, hours he worked would that you worked. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Which that, would no. be yeah, yeah, I wouldn't work them in the first place. No yeah. way. Yeah. I was like, that is not. <laughs> 
the latter is illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But what they did was fine, I guess. It's but anyway, just, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's clever. Like it's clever. I, like I said, at the end, I was like, um, "Good thing that you aren't sending me down there because I'm <laughs> quitting anyway." Um, sorry, I've ruined your profit margin over <laughs> the Josh, last. We're going to promote you to brake pad truck driver. Trust us, you want that job. Dang. You get to meet with yeah. Big Vinny. Or wait, so, no. Uh, you get to carry one don't of the bats. Worry about the s- <laughs> okay. Don't worry about the smells that come from That's the brake pads. That's just burning rubber. <laughs> That's all. There's no body. They in sometimes the brake pads. say that uh, burning, t- uh, you know, that old brake pads smell like corpse. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I say that all the time. I'm pretty sure. It That's was on the wall in the place I worked, actually. It's an old wives' tale. Yeah, all the biddies talking about. I heard old brake pads smell like corpse. That's bullshit, Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret's always with the bullshit too. Come on, I like how. No, I also like how I didn't change my voice, so it just sounds like a schizophrenic woman arguing with herself. (laughs) (laughs) She's so. There's no one else on the porch with her. Just her. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit, Margaret. I do like to think maybe I helped a few people out with like discounts I shouldn't have been giving, but nobody really you probably yeah, nobody sure. told me I wasn't supposed to mess with that. So yeah, I mean, you great. go into a mechanic shop, you expect to get hoes, basically. So you're, yeah, uh, they, they I, I did my best to help people out and you know? not sell them. I mean, they still that, feel like they got hosed, but yeah. they feel like maybe they got hosed less. Yeah. This was not I, as bad as I remember. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't get bent over the barrel quite <laughs> as hard as I thought I was going. Well, to. Well, I've been here and it was worse. That was the only time I ever spent <laughs> in Europe. Uh, was was that job? But it was pretty. Yeah, good. right. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, none of that happened in Texas. <laughs> well, no. None of anything we're talking about here. happened in Texas. Yeah, it's a it's a Turkish uh, company called Fire Rock. <laughs> don't get so, that uh, burning. Don't get that burning, burning stone. <laughs> Shut up! Wait, none of that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything more on that, Josh? Or shall no, I? That's, I think that's everything. I'll probably remember something crazy in a minute, but I right. won't tell anyone. Okay, so um, I'll talk about a job that I had when I spent some time in Budapest, Hungary. Um, <laughs> cool. God damn it. <laughs> I like that I've done this. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, working an office job because I had a job that I'm not going <laughs> to... This is similar to to your setup. Chris, where a job I'm not going to talk about, but that I got out of, yeah, um, it was a terrible teaching <laughs> position, and I was like, I'm going to take literally anything yeah. else that comes my way um, that is remotely <laughs> like something I could do. So that's where I ended up here, um, in wonderful Budapest, um, and it was just <laughs> like a basic office job. So it's not really anything. It's nothing crushing in terms of what i had to do or the other than salty other job or really anything except for just like yeah soul crushing just like what the fuck is this just like fluorescent hum just like oh, boring man. shit yeah all right because it was like you know just imagine like your you your normal dare put any personality into your work exactly it's, it was you can't it was have a, music or yeah i mean it has it's, it's some okay things right so they were kind of flexible on like the hours they let you come in at a certain time as long as you worked eight hours so you were fine so like you could come in as late as nine to six you know and it'd be cool yeah and you got like an hour lunch so so on those on those days that you uh maybe podcasted a little too late if you know what i mean yeah that was me many a time he Um, means drinking all the time Um, yeah yeah i mean 
I always did that one because I hate mornings and everything that they stand for. <laughs> uh, Do mornings stand for something? <laughs> Says the teacher. Uh, right? Horrible yeah. choice. But <laughs> oh, whatever. God, I hate waking up early. Mm-hmm. I really get warmed up by, like, <laughs> fifth period. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, like, I also live, like, ten minutes away from this place. So it was a, just a lovely little stroll through downtown Budapest to get there. Um, yeah. Not having to worry about <laughs> all the Look traffic. at the wares. <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was it was lovely, and uh, they had like free coffee. You could like listen to music and stuff, but okay. yeah, it, it was easy shit, you know. But why did did you just say they had free coffee? Like that's a yeah, big yeah, deal. Free coffee. A big deal. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. I what place charges you for your coffee? Has, has has coffee? I don't know, man. They have to like piss into bottles at Amazon. I'm pretty sure they don't have free Excuse coffee me? there. Well, that so. sucks for them, man. Yeah, Amazon Warehouse. Well, I mean, they, they don't have. Um, oh yeah, they don't have bathroom breaks, so a lot of people, you know. So it wasn't like I don't. I don't mean well, to, you know, spin this as some sort of horror tale of, of Dickensian. I think every place. No. Yeah, I think every place should have free coffee. It makes your your workers more. They give you free coffee, but they charge you for the vodka to put into it. That's how they get you. Well, well yeah, I can understand that. You're oh, not man, this entitled place didn't even to vodka. Sell vodka. So, anyway, why did it suck? It was basically like a call center environment. Um, oh, so like, open? like a big open office yeah. with cubicles, and yes. you were on the phone all mm. day. And you had your little dumbass headset. And yep. what I was doing was pretty boring. I was just calling these apartment complexes, asking them about like what their rents were, what their fees were, <clears> like <throat> asking them bullshit about their apartment complex tell me about your apartment (laughs) and and it wasn't like okay great well you know you'll do this thing and it'll be nice and you're doing a good thing you're just like bothering them this one time for this information what you would Uh. do then is you would we would enter this into a system and (laughs) these guys would then proceed to get called monthly for this for this information oh no Uh. monthly Mm -hmm. The bright oh side was God. they didn't have to go through the whole thing monthly. They only like needed. Wait, what was the purpose of this? Easier. Wow. Oh yeah. Okay. Another good. Another good question here. What was the purpose yeah. of this? Why were we doing? Why you know? What was our yeah. reason detra? Why um, am I here? Well, we're gathering this data, right? And so then they can run their little fucking um, analysis on it and, and figure out all the market trends or whatever. We sell the data to people who have the money to buy data like that. Um, and then those are usually like real estate investment companies and stuff like that. So what were we sure. doing? We were helping people turn piles of money into bigger piles of money, um, <laughs> oh and that was gosh. about it. So, so you, that's great. You were like you were like selling this information to those like those companies that come in and buy the crappy little apartment, turn it to a crappy little apartment with a paint job, and then sell it again. The answer is yes. So, okay. Because yes, I was going to exactly ask. Wow. That just sounds yeah, like, awesome. until great. you told that's me great. that, I was like, well, that sounds pointless. Why would they give you the time of day? But, yeah, that makes sense then. Well, the, so, oh, <laughs> sometimes they would because they don't. Well, a common practice in the in the um, apartment industry is what's called a market survey mm-hmm. where, like, you are an apartment complex <laughs> and you want to figure out, like, what the hell other people charge. And it's kind of understood. And so right. you just do, you know, people give that information. If you're not one of those people, though, what we were what we were still doing is saying that we were those people to get the information. <laughs> oh no! So that's how you would call. You'd just be like, "Hey, doing a market survey, blah," you know. And then that's they would sell that like, information you know. off. Mm, yeah, that's great. That apparently sounds... that's what other the other uh, that's also what um, 
uh, they're apparently competitors in this weird industry that they also <laughs> yeah, who's well, competing with it um so well yeah i mean apartment industries are yeah. fucking weird i mean you could go down a big big time rabbit hole with that stuff that's that's crazy yeah it was just boring and like lame and you know how long did you work there uh for like a little more than a year yeah, maybe you would be um, in there a while wow. man you'll never get that year yeah back. me and grady me and Grady were talking um, off air before uh, Josh and Chris got on, um, and how I I just left a um, a very sort of similar call centering mm-hmm. job, and uh, I didn't make it two months. So mm. oh yeah, I don't <laughs> know how a, long I you could have make a it. higher you have a higher tolerance for soul sucking depression inducing. Just because Grady's got so much soul, you know. Steven, just for reference, how I many do, jobs? Yeah, I had a lot of soul to suck. How many jobs have you had? I was talking to Haley about this earlier. Um, nine? Probably nine. Well, that's not Somewhere in there. Give or take. I mean, it's way more than me, but... Yeah, I would have I probably taken I'm sure the... I missed... Oh, nope, ten. Ten. Yeah, I was going to say. No, because, like, it's strange. I... We should have bet no. on that. Because, <laughs> like, I... Just <laughs> got the over Because, you know, it's strange... Not strange, but, like, for me, I grew up in a relatively, like... You know, I was... We, we did pretty okay. Not rich, but we, we did okay. So a lot of my yeah. time, you know, a lot of my existence is predicated on as long as you do well in school and you continue on the track to, you know, your plan, which is to go to law school eventually. Uh, not a lot in terms of, you know, it's summer or it's whatever. Having yeah, to work it wasn't expected. Yeah. Uh, later on, yeah, kind of. But it was mostly like predicated on like doing odd jobs. So, like I would, I'd have like an old teacher who would start up like a catering company. I go do like. Oh, okay, for a day I'm going to go work for sure. you and I'm going to make 100 bucks and do this. Like, there's a lot of odd jobs, things like that. Yeah, I'll help you do this But it wasn't until, thing. like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I was basically... I mean, there were jobs I did in law school that were externships, so I was, like, earning class credit and doing legal stuff. But not right. until, like, <laughs> that moment between um, graduating and uh, taking the bar where I was a substitute teacher, like, that was my first, like consistent gig so like you know i go yeah that's not weird and then i think back on mine and i'm like well shit i've had like three permanent jobs <laughs> <Two> <laughs> jobs. yeah yeah i mean yeah. Stephen, is that including like just like bullshit part-time in school and stuff too yeah so that's so i had while whilst in high school i had one job um i worked, oh, yeah, I worked at gamestop right yep, yep. yeah gamestop yeah. france <laughs> And I've yeah. actually, yeah, GameStop France. It I've was actually great. worked there twice. Um, at and bus driver, I had Brady was too. Yeah, so was I. Oh yeah, all three of you. If you'll remember, I didn't. <laughs> and then I worked at, um, I worked at Best Buy, Geek Squad, baby. Yeah, you're Geek Squad. Geek, yeah. yeah, slash Geek Squad. So you're counting that um, as two? Because that's cheating. No, 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 no. That's just <laughs> because fun. for some reason you can cheat at this game where you've had all these jobs. And then I did, I worked at another um, sort of branch of A&M for a little while at the law enforcement Law division. enforcement division. And then... Stephen was yeah, a Yeah, I was like a, Don't like trust a secretary him. out there. Like, it was it was awful. Um, and then I did a little bit of plumbing and then some office management at that same plumbing company. That's only one. And yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to take your jobs away from you. And then the video game store. And then another video game store. Those are two different ones. Yeah, I'll, two give, different you, ones. I'll give you those. And then uh, this call center that I just left. And if you're counting at home, that was oh, some amount. Oh, I substitute amount. teaching. 
Oh, and then now counted? I've got. I was counting on y'all to count. And uh, we'll go that back was and your count. Job, uh, Later. Podcasting and. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, if you guys sign I'll up for the Patreon, then job. maybe he can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy me food. <laughs> We're not begging or anything, but Stephen's hungry. <laughs> we don't need it. It's not for us. It's for Stephen," said Chris before he pocketed everything. Well, um, did you have anything else to uh, to add to your story? Uh, I guess because that covers like the basic. Bit. No, that's cool. Because um, it's easy to derail from. Because it's kind of you know it's it's a basic. You don't job. have any anecdotes um, that were like a particularly I, bad day. I do. I mean, I, I do have some specific things that are like just well aspects of it that are just like uniquely. This was really hard okay, in us, my opinion. Like, give okay. us your worst one. Well, just yeah, the 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 uh, most officey thing about it, I guess, the, the just shittiest thing. I was just like, why am I here every morning? Because we had to do this every morning. Uh, we would have a morning meeting, oh, um, which was called a huddle. A huddle. Oh, it's even so called a huddle. Game. Your good team, yeah. your team would huddle up, and your team lead would be like, "Okay, guys, uh, we're gonna." Yeah, tell me you had a chant. Mm-hmm. And so, no, we didn't have a chant. Uh, so, but your team, oh. like, you know, oh, you fucking. What was your team name? X, or you fucking working? Whatever. No, it's like a department. Department. It, team Liquid Gold. <laughs> and uh, they were the like, tigers. Okay, so what or like what were your metrics? You know your fucking count of shit you did the day before. How many apartments like this, did you harass yesterday? Right. So so um because you had to you know you harass them right, but you have to like get the information, add it all in, and that counts as like one. So like you had like a standard amount that you had to get for the day or whatever. But it was like this weird public confessional moment where you're like I don't know. It was like you. you built on guilt sort of thing like the reason you were doing stuff in the day was so the next day you didn't show up and say well, we only had like four or something you know it was accountability then, is what you're saying yeah but it was just like i don't know it was like pure pressure sort of like oh but <laughs> even though everyone else was in the same boat no one actually cared that did you, you get like a stuff. gold star if you had the most or something no nothing you were just like, oh good job you know or whatever <laughs> it was just so like nonsense yeah. it was just like why are we doing i wonder what yeah, samantha over there dragging her feet the again studies are on that like who thinks that people react positively to that everyone rolls their eyes like oh jesus really well managers do because they're kind of vested in it there's a great book um by david graber uh, called bullshit jobs <laughs> oh, uh, which is the about the which is uh, well, it's it's about the rise of what he calls bullshit jobs, which are essentially jobs that even the people who are doing them themselves think either are pointless or would the world would be better if they didn't exist. Wow, man! And he says like, there's a lot of this in our uh, you know modern economy now. So well, there's people, as bureaucracy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Some of those jobs seem like they are just there to. Yeah, to provide a job for someone. I don't know. Yeah, no, they're I, there to either. I would like to read that book. It's interesting. interesting, or make sure that somebody else is doing what they're supposed to do, or right. all these various things that like don't really need to happen. But I, that was definitely that, this definitely fits into that category for sure. Gotcha. And that's really all I've got on that. <laughs> all right, everyone. So sit tight. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with our crazy news. Stick around. Then I'll be spineless, I'm going insane. Up in my mind, yes, goes out of control. 
subjects motherfuckers read about. I touch on the shit that they be leaving out. I seen this motherfucker's nine smoking. I seen the same nigga with the nine dying with his eyes open. And simply what this means is, he didn't know that every dog had his date until he seen his. I bet you motherfuckers will too. Because it's time, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, still. Welcome back. Hey! Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sagely Stage Stooges. Super news attack, go! Hey, listen! I like your songs, Josh. I think we need to just keep that going. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the that's the whole thing. Don't ever read Oh, man, that. that's putting a lot of pressure on me. All right, so I'm going to talk about a man who's been reported dead and isn't dead and has not been able to be reported alive again. Wait, he, they can't report him alive? No, it's a secret. They can't over... Wow. Nope. That's terrible. So, um... <laughs> Constantine Reliu. Oh, and of course his name's Constantine. It's got to be like a cult, yeah. you know. <laughs> I think it's probably Constantine. Because it's, it's anyway. Constantine. Constantine. Um, yeah, maybe that's Constantine. right. Constantine. Um, he learned in January that he was dead. Oh well. That's he, so he woke up dead. You can't <laughs> wake up dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, he was working in Turkey. For 20 years. Hey, I know what that's like. As a, <laughs> yeah, for 40 years? Um, <laughs> no, not as, quite that um, long. Wow, you're the youngest cook, one amongst us. That'll, oh, God. Um, he returned, so he, he, he returned home to uh, Romania. Mm-hmm. Um, and he discovered, um, upon like trying to cross the border, he got stopped, blah, blah, blah. You can't come in, you're um, dead. That his, well, yeah, exactly, that his wife had registered him dead. Oh, oh bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Um, that he, he first went, okay, so he first went to work in Turkey in 1992. Okay. And he returned it's in 1995. Year. Um, and then at that point he discovered that his wife had, um... Left him. Not been faithful. Okay. And so then in 1999 he returned to Turkey for good. At least he thought. So then he tries to come back in 2016... And he gets stopped by, like, border control or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, um, you know, they're <laughs> like, this doesn't make sense. Like, we're pulling up your stuff, and it's like... Man, you died back in you know, 1995. So, yeah, and so he, yeah, so he goes, tries to go back. Um, you know, they're like, hey, you're dead. And so then... Like, I take that as a threat! Like, he spends like six hours like going through all these like tests and questions. They like measure the distance between his eyes to see if it like matches. They tested his pulse like, to make old... sure he wasn't a zon- like a, a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made sure he was actually alive Steven, by making. Can we see your alive. reflection in the mirror? Look, <laughs> what happened? His they, hung, they, they hung garlic around his neck to see if he reacted negatively. If he hissed and burned, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so eventually they, they finally decided that he did exist. Um, he, and does he, was, exist. he was alive. He's he does yeah, exist. Yeah. And um, so he, you know, so he, he files for, uh, you know, for them to over overturn the ruling that he of, uh, of his death certificate in uh, the court of northeastern city of Vastlouis. Vastlouis. Vast, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, whatever. This place refused to overturn his death certificate because his request was filed, quote, too late. <laughs> That's somehow even more poetically terrible. Statute of t- limitations applies to... 
death, apparently. Oh, man, this guy. <laughs> yes. Uh. The decision, the court said, is final. So what does he do? Okay, great. Wait, I'll well, just man, live the rest great. of my life dead. What if he goes out and murders somebody? You can't try a dead man! Oh, he's right. Well. <laughs> it's like a shittier version of Double Jeopardy, the movie. <laughs> can't die if you're already dead. It's just... Some old man who's just like killing people. Josh, like, that sounds like a terrible yeah, tagline. Sorry, to a bad movie. You dead. can't die if you're already dead. Yeah, it probably is a tagline to something oh, out there. I'm gonna look that up right now. <laughs> um, yeah, he says I'm a living ghost. I'm officially dead, although I'm alive. I have well, no so income. Why can't you just go back to Turkey, where he's alive? Why would you want to? Erdogan's in charge. Everyone knows you'd rather be dead in Romania than alive in Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you just say that because of the job you had there, but yeah, my job there was pretty terrible. It turned me off. I typed that in, and the first thing, one of the first things that came up was "can't die if you're already dead inside." And I, I well, technically <laughs> oh, wrong, but got really emo. Yeah. Anyway, so he when he was trying to go back to Romania, he was detained by Turkish zombie catchers. Uh, Border patrols or whatever. Okay, and they deported him back to Romania. What? Oh. What? So somehow his wife declaring him dead, like the government had nothing to do with this, was good enough. Yes. And so now two countries think he's dead. <laughs> well, he's dead to me. He'll be dead to yeah. everyone. That's what his wife well, said. But countries really, unless they have some independent reason for keeping tabs of this person, only go on other countries' files, right? Like the only thing we know about citizens Look, from another country is whatever. We so that's the thing is that, and, and uh, according to this article, like it, it's, it's not explicitly clear. Like he was, you know, trying to go back home, so he, he gets stopped by Turkish border patrol. They say you're dead, I guess, and they're like, "Well, whatever, you need to leave." And so, it's some in some capacity through all of this shit, he gets banned from life, like for life, from returning to Turkey. Oh, man. <laughs> Because he got deported. Shit. <laughs> and so, like, now he's, like, trying to, like, I guess, write a letter like, <laughs> to the Turkish president to appeal the decision to ban him. In the NBC article that you posted, Stephen, he says yeah. um, that he would like to file a fresh lawsuit but has no money and suffers from diabetes, which makes everything more difficult. So, like, yeah, this guy's just having sad. a really bad time of it. Man, yeah, yeah, it sucks. I, it's like, it's so stupid because he goes to the court and he's like, hey, motherfuckers, I'm not dead. <laughs> and they're like, nah, it's too late. Sorry, you've been dead for two years. It's no. Yeah. What do you want us to what? do? What? what? I've sounds heard, like a I've personal here, problem. You know, we complain about like bureaucracy at the DMV. This is on a completely different fucking level. Yeah. It's wild. It is wild. Well, yeah, I mean, I initially, I initially had a story about a. Um, Can we start a GoFundMe for him? Yeah, I was about to say, who, um, I want to interview this man. There probably is one. <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. That yeah, sucks for him. I hope he uh, comes back to life one day. I'm gonna Google his. <laughs> yeah. That's the least ridiculous thing you've ever said, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the least. Poor man. Oh, man. Yes. Well, we're well, well, our hearts point. go out to you, and if you want to come hang out in America, you can stay at Stevens' house. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. That's I've, got a, I've got an extra. He'll sponsor you. Um, well, I don't want you at mine. I don't need dead people sticking out of the place. But whatever. I'll figure it out. Constantin, really, you, you always have the home in our hearts. Constantin, really, yeah. I've got a graveyard you can hang out in. Hmm? Okay. Uh, 
Uh, I can do my story next. If you I want you to do your story next, Grady, regardless of what everyone else wants. Yeah, I need Even you. I need we, you to beg we me for it. Josh and I would go in the middle, and you would go last. But you know, whatever. You can just go. Just go, Gritty. Just get it over with. Just go. We're not even listening. Yeah, fuck you. Just go. All right, guys, I'll go. See you later. Uh, All right, bye. Bye, Grady. All right, Josh, why don't you talk about your Uh, story? Let me tell Grady's story. It's called (laughs) The Banala Affair, and it's about Actually, now that that Grady's gone, I'm going to now impersonate Grady for the next couple of minutes. All right? <clears throat> okay, so this is me, Steven, impersonating Grady. Um, you can tell Man, really that's a good impersonation. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I practice go this. Ahead, let's just let's just stick with you. Okay, go ahead. Go All right, ahead. I'll do the rest of it. Um, so <laughs> Grady was going to talk about uh, the <laughs> Banala affair, and he didn't look up how to say that. Doesn't know how to say it, so he's just going to call it the Banala affair. Whatever. That sounds um, good. Alexander Banala um, is a security aide to the. Uh, President of France, Emmanuel Macron. Uh, And on May the 1st, uh, May Day in much of the world, uh, there were large-scale labor union protests throughout France. uh, And they were protesting against the administration, doing all this shit. And anyway... I'm confused. May was along, like, several months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was... this This event was caught on film and only released this past week. Um, Only people just found out about it this last week. But uh, at that protest, uh, Benalla uh, showed up at that protest, even though he had he's not in the police. He had no reason to be there. He showed up in street clothes, got a police helmet and was filmed beating a protester. Jeez. Uh, And I watched the video and I put it in the notes so you guys can look at it or whatever. But the protest. Yeah, I watched the first one. The protester didn't look like he was doing anything besides, like, standard, you know, people not liking to get arrested stuff, like, kind of wiggling a little bit, shouting, <laughs> but he wasn't, wiggling. like, he didn't, yeah, he didn't have a weapon or anything, he was just kind of, like, displeased at getting arrested, um, and Benalla runs up and, and, and drags him around and then hits him in the back of the head, and, um, and they got yeah, that on film. So he got, uh, initially, when they, when the Elise, the french white house uh found out about it they put him on a 15-day suspension like the next day and that was all he was still employed and everything paid this past week Mm -hmm. yeah and this past week uh the french media found out about it uh i think it was le monde uh posted that video and said hey this actually this this guy right here that we circled that's the that's the aide to the president um beating a dude on on film and so, you know, it was a big scandal, and he finally wow. got fired um, on the 20th of July. And just yesterday, as of recording anyway, July 24th, uh, Macron issued a, <laughs> like, a kind of apology. Uh, Did he explain own... why he was there doing that? No, no, not at all. That's what, I mean, it's, he basically, he claimed responsibility, basically just saying, you know, this guy works for me, so it's my fault. Uh he did this like at a private meeting with like just his political party, and anyway, now there's this sorry I made us look bad, guys. Yeah, base. Uh, his uh, his apology had this quote in it that I thought was great. Uh, Alexander Benalla has never had the nuclear codes. Alexander <laughs> Benalla has never lived in a 300 That's square good. meter flat uh, paid for by the government, and Alexander Benalla has never earned 10,000 euro. Uh, a month. Neither has Alexander Benalla ever been my lover. 
So that's all the stuff that's going around about him, I guess. Yeah, there were reasons for those comments. Um, there was okay. there was some fake news stories going around in France, and apparently opposition members were tweeting these uh, fake news stories as real and being like, oh, you know, like the nuclear code. <laughs> Uh, and then they like realized it was fake and deleted the tweet, but that was actually a thing on there. Um, and there was another one like uh, that su- suggested they were more than friends. <laughs> that he maybe was that's why he to. beat up that protester. Maybe there was like a love triangle going on that none of us know about. Oh, and that's why she, he's like, I know that guy's going to be there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you heard it here um, first. <laughs> I thought it, I thought that was really clever maneuvering by Macron, though, because he also lumped in that. 10,000 euro accusation which is according to Le Parisien which is a a respected news outlet there um, they could not get the Elysee to confirm the statement but they have sources that say that his monthly salary (coughs) monthly salary was around 10,000 euros man Um, and the part about him living in that government paid for fancy flat is true that's also confirmed by Le Monde that he uh that he lived in this uh, since July 9th, which was, which was a month after he beat that protester. So they knew already. That's when they moved him to this government uh, paid for fancy ass suite. So Macron was that, lying. Yes. In, the, in yeah. those two statements, he was. Yeah. He lumped him in with the more ridiculous claim so he can kind of like hide it. By. Yeah. At, at first, I thought it said 300 square foot <laughs> apartment. I'm like, that's a tiny ass apartment. <laughs> But it's 300 square <laughs> meters, which is much bigger. We basically put them in the closet. <laughs> we bring them out when we need to beat protesters. Oh, man. This was a great um, little investigative wow. piece for me, like, piecing this all together. Because, like, this guy, Benalla, apparently has a big history of doing stupid shit. Like, uh, he used to be a reservist, basically like an army reservist for them um, yeah. in the yeah, yeah. gendarmerie. Um, and then Is he, he went, went into bodyguarding. Uh and he because he likes to beat people apparently yeah well speaking of worst jobs he had um one where he only lasted a week uh he was guarding this politician arnaud montebourg very french name uh and he caused a car accident and then was like (laughs) we gotta flee the scene and arnaud was like oh wait no we don't dude and by the way you're fired (laughs) like yeah fuck you dude i'm not running away from this accident i want to yeah that was in 2012 I want to talk more about this guy later. Like, I, that's almost an inspiration for like uh, high high positions held by really incompetent people that make you question <laughs> how they got there. That's oh yeah. I want to this look more could, into this guy. This is oh, yeah. This this guy's awesome. So in 2016, uh, this was at the rally where Macron announced that he was going to run for president. Uh, yeah. He uh, was caught on film dragging a protester. Some. Uh, protester affiliated with the communist party there dragged him out of the rally um, that was on video and then the protester uh, to some news outlets there alleged that he beat him but that that wasn't you know that was later on past the duration of the film um, he just found his niche in the head. dragging and beating uh, protesters that's just what he's good <laughs> yeah, at yeah I mean that one's very alleged we don't have evidence for that one just that claim um, yeah but, but with the with new the video badges, being released uh, it's like yeah he probably did that this is this is Grady now impersonating Steven, obviously. That's wow, great. Yeah, you're but, pretty quiet, uh, Grady. You're pretty good <laughs> at that, too. Grady. Uh, yeah, no, it's super convenient that, um, you know, oh, yeah, he beat me once the video ended. I agree. Yeah, my, I, I think that that was... <laughs> that's why I want to emphasize how not necessarily credible that one is. 
but it, sure. yeah, but it's I mean, we know he's capable but... of doing it. So yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. it's no, hard to he's say. not a bad guy. Like his lawyer described him um, and said, that, <laughs> "Oh, uh, he's not a bad guy." His lawyer told me he wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> that what his lawyer's is, supposed I, I to do. I feel like that's the best spokesperson for it. <laughs> of course, that's a credible, a credible source of information. My lawyer says I'm a great guy. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, I love the I love the description from his lawyer. I got this from the Guardian and the Post that said uh, that he claimed uh, the, that. Benalla was uh, believed he was acting as quote a good citizen uh, when he assaulted the toothbrushers and described the scandal as quote a non-event overblown collective hysteria. Uh, Fake news. And he said that his client considered his actions legitimate. Uh, he said that he quote took the initiative uh, to intervene at the protest because police on the scene and if you guys have seen the video. This next part is not true, but he says that police on the scene looked, quote, apparently overwhelmed. There were like 20 policemen <laughs> to this one guy. Um, They're like one there are a yeah, whole lot of policemen really and not a whole lot of people in the video. So wait, Grady, yeah. you said that a lot of those statements are from his lawyer, right? Uh, yes, this is his lawyer. Okay, I would like to point out yes. a disclaimer right now. Um, over there... Uh, you do not have to go through a separate three-year doctorate to get uh, your law uh, or to get um, a law degree. Um, here in America, we have to go to undergrad and then get a doctorate degree and then pass the bar exam. So, so you're saying lawyers to... aren't as stupid here? Yes. No, I think he's saying <laughs> lawyers over there are stupid. <laughs> I would like to distance myself from uh, people like that. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean... You say that? No, ju- no. I'm absolutely going to say there are plenty of fucking stupid lawyers here. I'm just making a but joke. I'm just making I a can, joke at I, the European system. <laughs> if you uh, if you told me that some lawyer was um, no, of course, you not. know, defending defending an American who was attacking protesters, they the and they thing. said he's a great citizen. Hey, he, I don't fault him at all. He was. I'm just no. That's your job. Were the comments about him being a good guy before or after the video came out? After the video came out, uh, they also described okay. his actions as "quote vigorous but without violence." I don't <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I don't know what video they watched. How do you beat the shit out of someone without <laughs> well, violence? Yeah, smacking vigorous, somebody in the back of the head violence. is violence. I'm sorry, that's just it's part of it. Anyway, um, and then uh, they go on. Yes, they were vigorous as well. As, uh, yeah, they were very vigorous. That was described his character as um, his Mr. Banala has never believed he can do what he likes. He is a courteous, respectful man. He has nothing to reproach himself for. This man has been extremely badly treated by the media. He is a young father. He has a baby. He's a good man. And he has been taken down. So they're bringing the the baby into it. Come on. I I hate that. I've I've used, like, I've mentioned, like, back when I was younger, I would, every now and then, there was, like, a politician who pissed me off and I'd call him a name. Um, And I would love it because they'd be like, She's a grandmother, and I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck does that have to do with it? I have a grandmother yeah. who's a total bitch. That uh, that doesn't change. You can something. still be a bad person even <laughs> if you like, have children. Yeah, yeah. shit. 100%. I hate that. I hate that. They're a father. <laughs> so what? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? There's a lot of shitty parents in the <laughs> yeah. world. Mm-hmm. I mean, my thing is like, they're the cause of mental illness. My thing is like, why were you there? One and two. Why did you feel the need to dress up like a cop and help out? We've already talked about that, Josh. Our official theory is love triangle. There we go. Yeah. Oh, that's I forgot. No, that's it. That's so, got to be. It's really the only one that makes sense. That's the only explanation that makes actual, actual sense. sense. That's I'm gonna go down like, to that protest and help those cops. 
the more you dig into this story, the more you end up like, this dude is fishy as shit. Because he, you know, we said he was set up with this fancy uh, apartment. Mm-hmm. He gets a lot of money. He has a Why company. Why would he have co- all those privileges? Why would he, he has have a company? He does sound like Macron's boyfriend. With a driver, and it, it comes with a two-tone beacon, like a like a stick-on uh, police siren, oh, so he can just get the little police siren. Oh, yeah. so he is a police officer. He also has a key to the uh, to the re- the private residence of the first family, like the one that they don't use whenever they're oh, besides. Mm. Oh yeah, how he's often, sleeping with someone in that family. Then how often he's boinking someone? How often do we make jokes and then we like expound on it? We just go, wait a minute. That actually kinda, <laughs> that's that's, that's we're that on. <laughs> yeah, man. No, when I first saw this clumsy, like that's bullshit. That's just haha. And then I was just uh, more and more like, I don't know, man. Like, well, all I had to originally, say, like that was clever to lump in all this bullshit with like actual things to try to hide those actual <laughs> things. But like now, that calls into question how many of those other things are true. Or if he's not sleeping with someone. He's like got some like super dirt on someone. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so he could have so dirt on someone sleeping with somebody. <laughs> and so he's just like, you know what? I'm gonna go fuck shit mm-hmm. up and it. see what they do about the, it. Yeah. it like he Macron, if you are sleeping with him, just use protection. <laughs> it sounds like he has. was trying to be in disguise. So who knows? Well, oh man, I'm gonna follow funny. this. I'm gonna follow this. I'm yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot funny. to uncover. Like there was a guy who also worked for the administration, who was also there with him. Uh, can be seen in the video. <laughs> Let's go down to that protest, it. dude. It's the, like, bald yeah. guy, like, raising his hand over the dude. Like, that guy was oh, also no. in the administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He got the suspension, and, and, but also was fired, like, imme- you know, immediately thereafter. Oh, man. So that, that's another thing that weighs into that thing where, like, what does he have on them that they don't fire him? You know, what's the deal? I, I think there's a lot that we could delve into on this guy, and I'm sure if oh, we thought funny. about it, we could... But in the interest of time, put a pin in this. In the interest yeah, of time, put a pin in this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, I would like to. Yeah, we'll come. I'll uh, follow it, and we'll come back to it. Yeah, we we will come back to this. This is too fascinating. Uh, Josh, would you like to go next, or would you like me to go? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I can knock mine out if you want. Go for it. I go last. So, um, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but the past two days I have been in Florida. Well, no, oh. I guess I was there yesterday and today, and I will leave. Tonight, I think. I've been at the mini season for lobster. Um, you get like talking about it. We're going to get to that. No, I haven't actually been in Florida. But um, <laughs> there is a mini season that I was happens like, are you for harvesting be in lobsters. On August 4th? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, there's a mini season for harvesting lobsters that happens right around this time every year, and it lasts for like 48 hours or something. Right. And um, so it is currently happening. There are probably people out there cap- capturing lobsters. But what I want to talk about is like the opening hours of mini lobster season. Um, so before it even started, there were people arrested out there uh, for being drunk and Oops. for <laughs> and for harvesting lobsters. Um, Oops. So there were two separate instances. The first one involved two 47-year-old men uh, and a 71-year-old man uh, who were out there harvesting lobster. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Rafael Andino uh, of Homestead uh, was booked on 17 violations, which are all, all these violations that these guys get are all misdemeanors. So 17 misdemeanor fishing, lobster fishing violations. Um, uh, Abnel Wait, so Flores. Is this, is this one violation for every... 
thing, like every individual. Yeah, I think it's like per lobster and the fact that you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're only supposed to be able to catch so many, of course. Uh, They have to be a a certain size. And so I'm sure these guys were just like piling in lobsters and they got caught doing it. Um, And then the last guy, Luis Rodriguez Vergel, Vergel, he was the 71 year old out there um, doing this. So um, those guys got caught. Uh, this actually ends uh, midnight Thursday, which I don't know if that means like coming up in a couple hours or they have another day. There's like tons of people out there doing it right now. Uh, but the other Ooh. couple, the other couple that got, that got caught uh, was a man and a woman. Um, when the the game wardens yeah, or whoever did. showed up, uh, the man was drunk, uh, so they're giving him. Uh, <laughs> Field sobriety test, I guess on a boat, which seems like it'd be difficult to me. Like if <laughs> it just falls if it's way out there, I'm like, I'm not that drunk. I just can't stand on this boat. <laughs> I'm really bad at this. So he got frustrated or whatever, uh, but he ended up going to jail. And um, I, they had to haul the boat back because the woman doesn't know how to operate the boat, apparently. So well. <laughs> they're out there. He's drunk, and she can't operate the boat. This is just a bad idea. Anyway, they were trying to catch. Uh, <laughs> and then all the they were trying to catch lobsters loose. as well. Do what? And all the lobsters got loose and held. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you end up at the bottom of the ocean. Um, but yeah, they had to like call her a cab <laughs> when uh, when they got back to shore because oh I don't guess God. she knows how to drive either or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the, I, I don't know. But, I mean, basically, that's all that happened. Um, there's probably a bunch of drunk people out there uh, fishing for lobsters right now. Uh, the main reason I brought it up is I would like to learn how to, one, fish for lobsters in the middle of the night, and two, <laughs> have this be like a, a yearly thing where I can go and catch lobsters for two days. Well, it's lobster, ca- it's lobster cages. That we should make that an annual episode, the uh, Sagely Sage Stooges like lobster fest episode. Lobster where we go fest. out there and and you know get drunk and go and fish for lobsters. Yeah, apparently yeah, that's see, what. See, except like, except the one. There, there's a phrase here that that concerns me, and the phrase is boating under the influence arrest. <laughs> We might be influenced so, while we're out there boating. I don't but think. I don't know that that's necessarily a great idea for us. There are thousands <laughs> of other people that do this all the time. That's yeah, like, what are the chances like, that we get caught? If we get right, enough yeah. support from our Patreon community, we can just pay the fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> At least donate twenty dollars so that we can pay our. I might have my license. DUI I might have my license suspended for a few months, but it's fine. <laughs> But anyway, that's that's really all I had was uh, before the season, this little two-day mini-season even got started, uh, we had people arrested for fishing too early and not following the rules, and then, of course, drunk lobster fishing, which only happens in Florida. That's wild. It's stacked out there, said Pablo Guerrera, 20, from Coral Gables. Compared to last year, it's insane. <laughs> Well, good for well, everyone's for him, out man. there lobster fishing. Oh, the They're humanity. way bigger than last year. There really weren't many we had to throw back. They have to actually be at least three inches long. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty tiny lobster. That's a tiny lobster. Yeah. What's the point? Let that motherfucker Well, grow. that's like the that's smallest the size lobster. of a lobster. It's Boil him alive. Yeah, we eat crawfish that are bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, but crawfish are shittier than lobster. Yeah, that's true. Well, they do eat small lobster, though, like langostini or whatever. That's like small lobster, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, these are spiny lobsters, so I don't... They aren't your rock lobsters or anything. They're just a little different, so... I don't know. Oh, one thing um, (laughs) about those three guys that got caught, they were in a boat with a three-horsepower engine, so I don't... (laughs) They probably shouldn't have been out there in that boat. That seems like a very small engine. It's the Foz! As boats go, but I don't know. That no, it's thing. like it's like yeah, it's like one of those um, you know, those little skiffs. It's like a trolling like motor. Those, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I mean, I'm showing my redneck, but I've been on Lake of the Pines in a boat yes. with a trolling motor. Yep. You gotta have one. You gotta back. have a troller on Lake of the Pines. Mm-hmm. I wish it was like a sailboat, and it'd be like it's the fuzz, and then they just go drop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also didn't mention the boat chase that ensued for 45 hours. Why did they also just have that? <laughs> well, no, no. The cops are just trying not to knock these guys in the water. So, like, hey, guys, could y'all stop? And they're like, no, we're going to get away. You'll never catch us alive. Come on. Guys. They can't roll Too dangerous the to try spikes. the block maneuver. The flotation spikes. spikes. <laughs> they just float uh, by the boat. Uh, that's awesome. The boat just goes around them. Like, the one cop is, like, reaching over the side of the boat and, like, trying to, like, grab onto it. And he's like, stop. come on, guys, could y'all just stop? Come on, damn it. Ugh, stop. God damn it. It's could just a fine. A right. It's not a big deal. It's like $10. I don't know. It's also 18 misdemeanors, so that's not great. I do think they had ended up having to serve jail time, yeah. And they're, like, throwing lobsters <laughs> over the like, We don't have anything here. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of the evidence. <laughs> I did wonder that though. Like, why didn't they just? Why don't they just dump their catch? Like, if they see somebody coming, you know. Because if you're, I'm sure if you're caught dumping the catch, they'll arrest you anyway. Yeah, but maybe you get away with like dumping three of them, and so that's three fewer misdemeanors. I have a, fr- <laughs> I have a friend who uh, they got pulled over, and they had like a, a shit ton of pot in the car. So like, it, not a shit ton, but like a, a baggie, and he didn't know what else to pot. do. And they were like, "Somebody throw it out," and he's like, "No, they'll see it." And he grabbed all of it and ate it. So when they were getting, yeah, of course, like, when they were getting, to get like, rid of it. you know, searched and pulled out of the car, all of a sudden he just went and, like not nut. He just went like <gasps> like it hit him all at once, and the cop knew it was happening. It was just like, oh yeah, somebody That's else a terrible drive, idea. Somebody else's drive. Like they knew it. <laughs> there's you know you're not gonna deal with it so i would like to imagine in the well that's situ- lucky because that's uh tampering evidence i would like to imagine yeah. that in this situation they went shit They're- what do we do and then one of them <laughs> grabbed all the lobsters and just <laughs> <shut them laughs> map. i like to think they actually had a pot and started oh, boiling wait. water <laughs> so i got a big bag of crabs here he just shoves they pull him over and he's just got like just fucking crab legs. Just He's like, like crying because they're le- pinching at the mouth inside of his roar. mouth. Like one's one's got his uvula and like pulling on it. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> we really should have killed Whoa, these lobsters. I mean, that is fresh, um, though. Excuse me, gentlemen. Have y'all been uh, lobster fishing? No. Well, I always have lobsters in my mouth, officer. <laughs> these are my pet lobsters. I take them everywhere in my mouth. In my mouth, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. So All next right. year, this time, uh, we're uh, we're going we're lobster fishing. In our mouths we're going to go and see how long we can... season lobster mini fishing. We're going to put lobsters in our mouths and we're going to see how long we can last. <laughs> Whoever wins. Uh, <laughs> Chris up. is going to start. He's going to be the, the one to go first. I figured we'd all go at once. No, we're going to yeah. take turns. It's your idea, sure. so you go first. Three, two, one, go. And Chris goes and none of us do. 
Well, as long as I win, that's all I care about. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're the only one participating. That just means I can put them on my mouth for like a minute, or or like a second. Yeah, yeah, it has to be a minute. (laughs) No! It doesn't count if it's under a minute. (laughs) I meant a second. Well, anyway. uh, Too late. Do you want want me to tap this out? Yeah, yeah, go for it. it. Okay, so uh, we have a man named Michael. Didn't disclose his last name. He is 32 years old, (laughs) and he'll get into this. Uh, He makes... A very good living, apparently. We don't know any details, but you would have to not to notice this. Uh, he made a GDPR request to, um, to <laughs> which EA. is and to give a quick brief background because, as an attorney work, as an in-house corporate attorney, I actually had to research a lot about the GDPR. This thing is ridiculous. This thing is massive. Um, this thing is going to be dragged through court. People are going to file cases. That's how they're going to figure out how this so, thing um, works. It's ridiculous for, uh, for the layperson. If they were for the layperson, yes. For the layperson, for me, it is essentially uh, a massive piece of European Union legislation called which the, is there to protect. It's called the General it, Data Protection Regulation. Yes. By the way. So essentially, there are a lot of factors to this, like you know anything where you give any of your personal information to any any company, like you have to consent to it. If you request it, they have to give it back to you. It's it's going to be really difficult. And I remember like sifting through this months before it was enacted because it got approved and like two years later it went into effect and they kept saying deal with it now deal with it now no one did Uh. and i remember like working on it like there's no one talking about it and like a week before it went into play after i'd done all my research and talked to other attorneys and figured out you know wrote my memo and said this is what i think we should do and whatever uh all these articles came out that were basically saying yeah no one's ready for this thing because even if you do business in Europe, it affects you. So obviously this affects EA. And this guy was like, well, this is our new thing. So uh, I'm going to use it. So he is a big FIFA player. And he was motivated by two things. And one of the reasons I want to talk about this here is I don't play FIFA. Uh, I have complained about microtransactions and stuff like that a lot. So I figured I'd go with this. And I think all, all three of you do, right? Or at least Josh and Grady. I yep. play FIFA, yeah. Yeah, okay. So if, I've, yeah, I've played it in passing. Okay, so if I get anything wrong, y'all, y'all can correct me. And that's part of the reason I'm talking about it here. You're so wrong. from what I understand, uh, so they were they were this was motiv- his request was motivated by two things. One of them was okay. the rumor that's been going around for a long time about a system called Momentum, where people believe that EA is giving these ultimate teams, which, as I understand it, are you basically get loot boxes or you pay directly or whatever and you make these ultimate teams and you play online against AI or other players and basically it would allow lesser teams to have a chance against better teams by making these better teams fuck up unfairly and that this rumor has been going around forever and there's and now is this is this specifically for FIFA yes. or this is specifically for, FIFA for FIFA ultimate team too right yeah FIFA ultimate team Okay, uh, I don't play, play that this, game, yeah. because yeah, there, there are ultimate teams in other EA okay. games. Yeah, well, well so. yeah, that's kind of the thing. But yeah, it was for FIFA. It might be in other games. I don't know. But it was a long rumored thing that was supposed to help weaker teams by cheating over the better one. And uh, all of this kind of came to a head because there are people who claim they found it in code. There are people who claimed that it's just obvious this shouldn't happen, and all in an effort to make you buy better players to kind of trick you. And all of this kind of came to a head when somebody asked an Italian EA customer service representative, "Does uh, you know does this exist?" And their response was, 
Yeah, it does. This exists. This basically exists. It and then ever exists. Since, uh, ever since EA's been like, no, they misunderstood <laughs> the question. No, this is wrong. This doesn't exist. This is ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. And the other thing was uh, you have that, in, you know, along with the ongoing controversy surrounding loot boxes. And from what I understand, you have so you have the, the FIFA Ultimate Team card packs which can be bought with both in-game FIFA coins or FIFA points, which are bought with real money. Yeah, it's like booster packs. Yeah, basically. So he uh, says, well, I can get to the bottom of this maybe, or at least I can kind of figure out where I stand with it. Maybe I can get to the bottom of it. So he submits a GDPR request, and naturally it goes to someone who knows nothing about this, and because you know, EA is not a you know, European company as far as I know. <clears throat> And they're like, what? And then they talk to other departments. Oh, okay. And they do so much business in Europe that they have to comply with it. Now there's going to be questions concerning, can they enforce it here or whatever, whatever. That'll be, that remains to be seen. But so 30 days later, after talking with other departments, they got it to him and he was eventually sent a giant PDF file over a hundred pages long. And this has everything from engagement data FIFA 18 stats, device information, audio files from calls with support. Uh, it has every single player How many that times he bought. Do you have to call support. Well, if you're pissed off enough, I guess. It looks like. Um, oh, I just read it literally seconds ago. There were like 10 calls, I think. Yeah, 10. 10, 10. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, is every player he's ever bought and sold over the past two years. Um, and after looking back and getting looking through this, he realized that over the past two years, he at the very least, because based on how the information was sent, he's like, wait, it could be this or it could be this. It could be either $10,000 <laughs> or it could be $16,000. I mean, buying soccer play, you know, soccer player contracts are really expensive. So, yeah. you know, that's he about it. It beats a transfer <laughs> fee of like $140 million, you know. Right, <laughs> and now that I've after the World Cup interest that I've had, I kind of understand what y'all are talking about. So I'm going to finish <laughs> going through the the notes I have, and then uh, we can discuss. So uh, his response was essentially, you know, if anything, I realize that the the data they provided me has made me realize that these FIFA points aren't worth it and that I could have spent $10,000 better somewhere else. <laughs> Fucking duh! Yeah, you think so, huh? Well, wow! It's better than saying, yeah, that sounds about right. That's fine. That sounds about right. Uh, to go on, what surprised me was EA could tell me every player I bought and sold, but they did not tell me what players I packed when purchasing loot boxes. And also... Uh, the data did not even tell me what pack I had purchased, just the amount of points that pack cost. That had been spent, uh, yeah. And the other thing that surprised them was that, uh, wow, they've been holding on to these recorded phone calls for fucking two years, which <laughs> a company that size with undoubtedly the amount of fucking complaints they get in just a month. That's incredible. And essentially, they came back and responded as the following. I'm just going to read this verbatim, and then we can go on, because I don't know what they mean by it. I'm an attorney, and I don't even know what they mean by this, and I don't specialize in this stuff, so who knows. We have withheld data impacting the security and integrity of EA, EA products and services, data that, if disclosed, would affect the rights and freedoms of others, Ooh. including EA and Freedom any other fighters. EA or third-party trade secrets. 
Automated decision making, including profiling, profiling, I want to highlight that, and information about the logic involved and the significance of and consequences, we do not consider any automated decision making by EA Inc. to have any legal or other significant effect on data subjects. For more information on our anti-cheat, please see Section 3D of the Privacy and Cookie Policy. After that, after the response to that, they state that they are now working on a better way to respond and provide the info players want. So <laughs> I, I, I wanted to point out that it's interesting on a number of levels. Because this guy later came out and said, you know what, yeah, that's a huge amount of money, but to be honest, me and my wife make a good enough living where we're not, it's whatever. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I spend a shitload of money on this, but, like, we make a lot of money. So like, how? <laughs> I don't care how much money you make. You don't realize that you, you have to be doing really fucking well to not realize shit. I spent oh, man, there are people. dollars on yeah. the two. It's spread over two years, but that's still a shit ton of money. For what? $5,000 a year. That's chump change for some people. That's, like, chump change for a monthly expense. So that's how do you, sp- how how do you how spend that money? much on the game, though? Like, that's Think about how much I mean, money. he's spending, like, what, well, like goes, $400 plus dollars a month? That goes back to the question. Because that's the thing that I wish the article had gone into or that they had asked him. Why did you feel compelled to spend that much money? Did you feel the game was cheating you? What, what compelled you to make you feel like that? Because, like, think about that in perspective. Like, how many sales of... A FIFA game adds up to that one guy, just that one example, spending money on microtransactions and yeah. and loot boxes. Yeah. I might add, and they will not disclose to you their information over that randomization process because they call it a trade <clears> secret, <throat> which makes me believe that's probably partially true. But it's also telling me like, yeah, y'all are doing something manipulative. Yeah, I mean, they called it anti-cheat methods, is what they called it. But they phrased it weird. I also think, based on my understanding of the GDPR, and, you know, I'm not European, I don't specialize in this, I don't know, but, like, profiling information? I feel like that might be personal information. You should be able to request that, I think. Styling and profiling. So, if they're collecting profiling information, what if your profiling information is linked? Automated decision making, including profiling and information about the logic involved I mean, and the significance of an envisaged consequence. What does that mean? It's yeah. I mean, they're making it as vague as, or you know, as, yeah. as it seems oh, like hard to interpret. Their legal, as possible. their legal department wrote that. Like absolutely, yeah, as, yeah. it does feel like it's one of those things that. It's a last. You can look at it and it not make sense, and then yeah, but you can also look at it and go like. Okay, does that mean that they're giving, like, that the that there are algorithms involved that determine the type of product I receive based on the, you on know, the, whatever it is that I'm doing, you yeah, know? The information like, you have. the logic involved and the significance of and envisaged consequences. Like, that does sound like it's reactionary. It So, that's my like, thing. Like, that the decision-making is reactionary based on the type of consumer that you are. What the fuck? I I would kill to see what is going behind the scenes in that algorithm with EA. I want to get in. What are, what are they doing? Try what? it out. I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to get involved. That's maybe you get like that uh, a letter that says you know hand print on it. We know, and then they'll invite you to. Uh, the EA <laughs> yeah. well, I, well, the secret I, society. I did say I would yeah. kill someone. Uh, uh, yeah, black hand. No, I look. I that's creepy. 
And I'm wondering, yeah, if, it's not weird. Wondering, it's weird. I'm wondering if, if you're in, if you're including profiling information, personal information based on that, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if the GDPR, if there will be judges in Europe who do rule it. No, you need to give that over too. So, and this also leads into the question: you know, this guy's from the UK. That won't apply unless, well, I mean, EAs regardless because they're all over the fucking place. But he won't be European, and who knows how long. So, so I, yeah. I don't know. I guess in my head, like the profiling doesn't doesn't concern like personal information. It's more what like they your what, well, it's more like your habits mm-hmm. as a player. Yeah. So how do you? So it's that? like you know, as a consumer, actually. so not just as a player. right as a which is yeah which exactly. I, what I don't said believe, yeah, if so I remember like, correctly, wouldn't be covered under the GDP. So like you know, it, this guy. This, so this this is the way I see it in my head, and this is this is the worst case like super conspiracy theory type of scenario in my head the worst thing that that could be is like okay as this guy spends money on this game it builds that into his quote unquote profiling mm-hmm. so he's a big spender yeah, he'll, he's, he's not scared as, as, he, as he, he's willing to keep buying as he continues to spend money more and more and more his algorithm is altered yeah, for that. So it gives and him so less. Maybe, he will get you know, lesser players more often. Yeah. Sure, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, that's like super reactionary, super conspiracy. But it also wouldn't surprise me if that's the way it happens. Just look into yeah. how much money these companies make off of these microtransactions alone, and it's insane. And it would make sense. Like you could so. track, like, okay, you know, this time, right? Yeah, between uh, mm-hmm. on this particular day, he bought you know six things before he gave up. We didn't give him anything because we thought he would keep buying. He gave up. So next time we rock him on five, we give him something on the fifth so on one. Five, right. We'll hit him right. with, and the then good thing. you know next yeah. time he'll continue, and then we can walk him from there. Like, and it's yeah. obviously so in the aggregate, we can hit not him on just the, the sixth, sky, but still. we can hit him on the sixth one the next time. Then maybe we can guys hit him on just the keep taking the next your time. pills and going to work. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, yeah. big brother's got you. Yep. I mean, this is a very, like, benign, not benign, but still, like, not horrible way to use uh, <laughs> spying it's, algorithms it's, like that. Right. right? I mean, ultimately, you're the one who's saying, I agree, and you're the one who's paying the money. And you're playing a fucking video I mean, I'm not going to do it like, anyway, not, so it's right. not going to That also exactly. leads into the question of what are the morals based around, because we're already seeing loot boxes getting regulated in several different European countries, and two, what what point are you taking advantage of, like, a gambling addiction? Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Because that's what but it I mean, is. It's micro. You know, there's no there's no morality around like providing gambling. So you know, like it's it's a tricky thing because it's like, oh well, you know, if you're addicted to gambling, it's not the it, yeah, it's not the fault, casino's fault. You know, and and <clears throat> so you it's, know, it's yeah, the, they design that stuff to be to to draw that personality in you know and that's i mean that goes into a wider discussion because i mean you even talk to like app makers like well we made the facebook app we made this we made this they're designed to have the right sounds the right presentation the right oh to have you checking it constantly like everything is designed around taking advantage of Mm -hmm. the the addictive tendencies of human beings and I feel like we yeah, probably will have a podcast on all that stuff sometime down the line because yeah. addiction. We I keep, like we keep we, finding we ways would, to come back into it. So we would need to like actually like read research and like look yeah. into the scientific side of things. But that would sure. Be there's some some psychology stuff that I know of 
I mean, but I would have to get you know do a little bit of research to reacclimate Dust myself off to those it. textbooks. Yeah. But no, but yeah, I, just think, well, I, I just think it's on two levels. Like, there's a, obviously a responsibility component. Like, fucking check your finances. Take a, you know, obviously account for that. He didn't even know he was doing it. And now he's even like, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. That seems ridiculous. Which yeah. shows that, that it's not maybe in his case an addictive thing. He just is so well off it didn't he didn't think about it. I just feel like the amount of time I would have to put in to spend that much money, you know, like going back and buying more points and more packs. He said that it was just the thing he would do in his spare time, and he could spend 30 minutes playing it, and he could spend six hours playing it. It just was his thing. I mean, every time he was sitting down, what was happening is every time he was sitting down, he was dropping $50, $100 every single time he was sitting down. That's so much. And think about what happens if you have a kid like that who has access to their parents' credit card. Well, he obviously doesn't have that money to toss around. We've already seen stories where parents have had... Look at their yeah, but yeah. at some point it's the parents' fault. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I get it. Like at some like parents are ignorant to some of this stuff, and their kid doesn't quite understand exactly what it is that's happening. Whatever. So yeah, I yeah. think we agree. It's it's a double it's a double thing. Like there's a personal responsibility yeah. thing here. Like Jesus Christ, dude. Yes. But at the same time, what do what they, they have on you, and how? What ways are they trying to find to sneakily manipulate you? And yeah, it's, definitely. You know, they you, they put out, you know, especially you think about it, EA, like, what do they have? Like, we have the exclusive license for Madden, you know? You want to play this football yeah. game. You want to mm-hmm. play it online. Okay, we're going to make it as hard to play online if you don't buy microtransactions as possible. Hey, man. Yep. The free of the market, the free of the people. <laughs> well, if pe- it would Careful. work if All people right, we've got to communist Grady, so <laughs> that'll do it. Had just enough booze to get there, so... He, he made it, everyone. He did make it. We're proud of you. You've got to go uh, three more unless we uh, expand it. So, um, anything else? Anyone? Any last? No, I think that's all I got. I love you all. Every, everyone. A, a cooked goose for everyone. Don't don't yeah. get a job in Turkey. You might end up dead. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Budapest. Those rocks over there in Turkey are super hot. And also, don't piss off Romanian women, or you'll become a vampire. Or <laughs> yeah, you'll be dead. You'll be, be Dennis. You'll be dead. You'll be dead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, this has been this fun. fun. It was fun. It was pretty it was fun. It was good for me. Was it good for you? I think it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was pretty, it was pretty, pretty cool. cool. Pretty cool. Well, everyone, thank you for sticking with us. My name is Steven, and I am signing off for the Sagely Stage Stooges, Josh, Chris, and Grady. Say, girl! Bye, everyone. We will see you next time. Bye. Love you, baby. You can't have a monopoly on the stingers, Josh. Well, y'all just get better at stinging. Shit.